Hey guys, brand new podcast, Alaska, I am coming your way at the end of this month, December 15th and 16th. I think those are the dates. I'm at the Alaska Airlines Center. Get your tickets at burpburpburp.com. The fully loaded cruise is officially sold out. It's sold out just after pre-sale in like four or five days. I'm so grateful. We're going to have the best fucking time. I haven't even announced all the shit we got lined up. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Tops off world tours hitting Europe. If you're in Europe, I will see you there. Oslo, Sweden, Stockholm, uh, Norway, 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 London, Athens, Portugal, everywhere. I'm going everywhere. Um, so I'll see you there. In, and then Emily Garden, or Emily Garden, the Emily Center in Tampa, TD Gardens. Uh, we have so many shows coming up. Go to burtburtburt.com, Tops Off World Tour. Tops Off World Tour. It falls off your mouth. Tops Off World Tour. Without further ado, I'm going to start this podcast. Let's get it started. Uh, today's podcast is a great comedian, Ryan Long. He has a new special out on YouTube called White Immigrant. We have a fantastic conversation. We talk about Kanye. talk about Britney Griner, free Britney Griner, free Britney Griner, free Britney Griner. I could be the person to free Britney. We talk about all of this. We talk about his videos he does. He does man on the street prank videos that are fucking hilarious. We have a great conversation, but I'll let you listen to it instead of me telling you about it. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, check out his special on YouTube, White Immigrant. My friend, stand-up comedian, Ryan Long. This is... Sweet, how was Skankfest? Skankfest was wild, man. You know why? Those things are. But you're right for that. Yeah, yeah it's kind you're, of up my yeah, alley. That's yeah. up your alley. <laughs> you're right for that. Sweet, tell me about. I that. lost my voice, but you know what? The coolest part about all those things is, yeah, I'm sure. Like you've done a cool thing where you'll tour with, uh, you know, three or four people and kind of turn into a yeah. thing. But there isn't that many things in comedy where like everyone from every coast is kind of in the same place at the same time. Yeah. So it was really, it was really cool. And then there was a couple nights where I was, you know, cause I lost my voice and I was like, I had all this stuff to do. And I was like, one night I went and I was like, all right, that's it. I'm calling it quits. I went and like gambled a bit. Then I, then I run into like Josh Potter and Annie Letterman and they're like, okay, we're going to this place. And then I ran into, uh, Ian Fidance and, um, the guy poop, the jackass dude poopsy. And those guys yeah. were all there. And I was like, okay, I'll just hang out with you guys for a bit. And I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm calling. I brought, and then get a call him. Tyrell just walks in like, we doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually went to sleep at like seven. Then I got up at like 11 to a oh, podcast. That's the fucking, I got to be honest with you, man. I'm so impressed by Lewis, you know, and, and I know that it's, it's wild. I know that it's, it takes a village to put that together. And then yeah. he's got a lot of people. They all work together to do that. Cause I, I, I was at, I think I did. Like the first Skankfest? Skank you were an OG. Maybe, maybe, New, was no, that no, New York? Maybe the second one. I don't remember. But like, I, I want to say it might have been the first one. Well, how long has Skankfest been going? Maybe five. I did I did Houston in this one. I didn't do Houston. That's where everyone got COVID, right? I got COVID, yeah. You got COVID in yeah, Houston? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ari got it, and Rogan had to fucking link him up with the Alex Jones cocktail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, literally everyone sponsored came by back. Kratom. <laughs> Kratom, the bag of dirt. Kratom.com presents <laughs> Skankfest. Oh, that's so great. So here's the lineup. No, everyone was there, dude. It was everyone wild. was there. Everyone was there. Holy shit. 
Amy Schumer? Some people were no. posting that <laughs> the Schum pulled up. Yeah. She did a roast. Well, of I everyone. like that Whitney showed up. Whitney was there. Whitney she did Legion up. of Skanks. Yeah. Gobbery. People started posting that they got COVID this year, though. I was, I was, I was watching that. Oh, for real? Yeah, people were posting. He got COVID. Chat. He got COVID in uh, Vegas. I was in Vegas that weekend. I went to the Jelly Roll show. We had Jelly Roll on the podcast that day. That was so sick. Yeah, there was like 17,000 people on Fremont Street to see Jelly Roll. crazy. Really? I thought it wasn't going to be that packed. And so I brought all my whole bachelor party. I was like, we got to see this guy. Like, we'll probably be able to get good good viewing area because it's every outdoor concert that's always over there is always like, you know, a few hundred people. And uh, it was the most packed Fremont Street had ever been for a really? concert. Yeah. No, wait, it was, was crazy, dude. So they basically had it in the middle. And then it was kind of like a walkway that, you know, people just go down in Vegas, right? Yeah. It's old Vegas. Yeah. And it was legitimately like almost a mile really? of just people. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was, and, and you could zip line. Yet. So we were zip lining through and watching them. <laughs> it's so, crazy. So no one, no one, like Jelly Roll and, and Skankfest didn't line up. It just happened. That no, it just happened to be there. And we know uh, some of the dudes that play in his band were like fans of the podcast. And we've like talked on the internet and stuff like that. And then we came through and then he was messaging and we we're just like, yo, come by to do the podcast. So Jelly Roll came by, did my podcast, the boys cast. And then we, uh, and then Jelly Roll did a song on Josh Shadow Myers, jam. For real. Yeah. He I think he might've done a couple, but he was rocking out. Yeah. And it was funny because, his life is so uh, like rock star life where he's very, when he came, he was like, you know, are you guys going to have security, blah, blah. And we're like, I mean, like Dana White and Steve-O are just like standing by the door. Like it's really, <laughs> there's like as many famous people as there's fans. Like, so it was just nothing, right? Yeah. But in his mind, he was like, I can't just walk normally. And you're like, you kind of can here at this yeah. festival scenario. No shit. So wait, Dana White showed up to the festival? Dana White was there. Yeah. For real? That was probably, that was probably the biggest pop in. That's yeah. the biggest. How, that wait, big. how did, He came I, the opening night. Really? Mm -hmm. Look at this. Oh, it's a big deal. Yeah. So this is them on the hang glider thing. That was one of those things where you get there and you're like, I'm gonna Look hang glide after day three. You're like, pride, I don't need to hang glide. Isn't <laughs> or that whatever crazy? they call that. Uh, the the as uh when you do it phrase forward, what's it called? Zip lining. Yeah, zip lining. They put a I guess there must have been winds, they put a parachute behind them. Oh. That's uh Wow, that's fucking insane. Yeah, and that's not like it looks like a concert hall there, but it's not. It's just the downtown, uh, like old Vegas, which that's is apparently fucking there. insane. No, it's crazy. Oh, he's the best dude. Who Jelly, Jelly Roll? Roll? He's the best man. I had yeah, him on the podcast. Man, yeah. I, we didn't party. I wish I could party. His wife's a fucking fascinating person too. Like yeah. their story. I, I guess she was. I, I get she. She wrote a really cool. Um, she wrote a really cool post the that weekend i forget which one it was that's is that jelly roll and steve Byrne? Mm -hmm. he loves steve Byrne. god dang he's got the best vlogs tour vlogs too yeah because he fucking gets after it he's doing it right oh the tour vlogs are incredible dude yeah they just have a whole crew filming them non-stop and the band those guys are the band's all like young dudes they're like 23 and they're just like partying you know what i mean Shut Every night, they're just waking up at two on Rockstar time. Yeah, I, you gotta you gotta hand it to Lewis because that that is a legit festival. Yeah, and there aren't festivals anymore. No, I know. I mean, there are not any festivals. When, when we did, uh, and here's a, the cool thing about Lewis is like, if you need help with something, he's the first one to give it to you. Sure. It's so interesting because it's so juxtaposed with who he is online. 
Like who he is <laughs> yeah, online yeah. is so volatile. Yeah. Like so I don't give a fuck. That's Ari's like that too. Oh, right? But it's so interesting knowing both All of them and knowing them who they are that it's not like like you you seem to be you seem to be same on stage as off stage. Who, who what you stand for is comedy first, fucking pol- politics 17th. Sure. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, kind of what you're saying, I've I've thinking about that question a lot lately. When I see, because you see a lot of people go down different paths on the internet, and especially I live so much on the internet. Yeah. And the, I have a lot of friends that maybe were kind of like comedy adjacent that a lot of them kind of, they'll say things a lot like, you know, I'm here to find the truth and this kind of stuff. And you're just like, I think that's probably like a good way to put it. You go, how many people, it's like being like a really good comedian by proxy, you're going to have to find some truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the best jokes, you found truth. But you were trying to find these little truths so you could make good jokes. Yeah. And they're you they're like tr- trying to find these truths and then using some jokes so they could tell you their truths that they wanted to tell you. It's so funny. There's, there is an adjacency towards, and this sounds horrible, but QAnon and comedy, <laughs> right? For sure. And because as a comic, you cannot ignore QAnon. No, you, you how ha- can you not? You have to go, wait, frogs are gay? Hold on, they're making frogs gay? Sure. I gotta find this out. Or like, when you hear about people getting duped for Pizzagate, and then the guy going in with the gun and clearing out the restaurant going, I'm here to find the kids. That is, I'm I mean, still unsold. Pizzagate could be real. <laughs> by the way, I am just dumb enough to believe in any conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. Like when you when they sell us on, and then and people go, someone the other day was like, uh, it was, uh, it was, so like I'm I straddle the fence with fan with comedy. You go, I'm listening. No, no, no. I have friends that are like, uh, like libtards, you know, or whatever sure. they call them. Yeah, of course. And then I've got yeah. like QAnon friends. <laughs> yeah, me too. So like yeah. I have the both. And so like I had I was listening to Rory Scovel the other day. I go, can you imagine think actually believing the world is flat? And as soon as I heard <laughs> that, I went, I went, but who says it's not? Like I literally, I'm such a antagonist of whatever you sure. say that I go. I believe that I'll argue uh-huh. the other thing. I was arguing last night. I know this is going to become. It's a also fu- funnier to be the guy that like it might be though. <laughs> I said the other day I'm a better athlete than Tiger Woods, and I and and everyone on the internet was like, "Are you being serious?" I wanted to go first and foremost. How can you not understand that anything that comes out of my mouth, I'm a comedian <laughs> right. first. Like I will argue the fact that I'm a better athlete than Tiger Woods any day of the fucking week. Because that's my job. For sure. My job is to find the thing you disagree with and then fucking work my way out of it. I know. Into a ridiculous way. And so when you get people to go, I can't believe people believe the earth is flat. And I go, but I always, I don't know if I side with the underdog, but I go, why not? No, there is. You know what it is? It's, I think that like I do all this like street stuff and I guess you would call it trolling or whatever, right? And but it's, it's, like, not, it's not trolling. There's nothing funner than when people are really sure of themselves. Like that to me, that's the, like if some people have your attitude, you can't yeah. mess with them that much because they go, okay. Yeah. Like what you want is someone who goes, anyone who disagrees with me is create, like that mind could be like messed with very easily. The, you know what uh, I mean? The person who's set in their ways. Set in their ways can always be, because you can agree with them more than they agree or whatever you find anti- a place. Porn activist. <laughs> that was one of my favorite. That one. That's oh, got to be your. That's got to be your biggest clip. It's, it not, just, it's not my biggest, but that might be like one of the ones that people mention the most. That's <laughs> the, the but, it. And I couldn't tell if the lady was like, if the one lady was like, they're so I, sure of themselves. And the one was like, I can't believe two crazy people found each other. And I felt, <laughs> I kept going, who are you talking about? And there's three crazy people All in right. here. Who are you talking about? <laughs> but it's so funny because you're right. Someone who's set in their ways, yeah, is the most. 
I had, and it always changes. Like it's always, it's always changing who's the most. I know that I'm right, and anyone else is crazy. Like I can't even believe you would think anything else. Yeah, and those people are the funnest to mess with. This when the, whether it's a crowd or like on the street or in real life. I think sometimes you look at like like. Here's the other part. It's like I I am genuinely not very political. Like I am. Politics and culture got so intertwined. You know what I mean? I was thinking yeah. of that. I go, Trump was culture. Biden's politics. Like, if you have a joke where you're talking about Trump, that's like a culture joke. If you yeah. have a joke where you're like, this Biden policy, everyone's like, politics over here. Yeah. Right? You're right. Trump was for, this sounds horrible. Trump was for everyone. It kind of was Everyone got to enjoy yeah. Trump. Yeah. Or not enjoy him, but everyone had a take. You got with take. Biden. I don't really have a take on the guy. Yeah, it's not a fun. It's not fun to have a take on Biden. Like, I felt like when I first moved to New York, I th always thought it was like interesting that you would have like comedians at certain clubs that were doing jokes about like, can you believe they're gonna pass this bill? And you're just like, pass this bill. <laughs> Crazy topic. I, you know that you know that used to be like a thing that you'd be a political comic. Sure. That was Fred, not Fred Durst, Will Durst. Trump got them in where they go, I can make fun of this. And you go, but there's such a, you have to, you have to have that feeling, I think. I have a feeling where I'll say stuff. A big part is using the words. I feel like black comics do it better where they talk about like presidents and stuff, but they don't use like the words. What do you mean? Here would be an example. Like, imagine you say, like, let's say you're talking about like fat phobia and like stuff like that, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 but yeah, you yeah. say, you know how everyone's trying to push being fat right now? Yeah. That's very different being like, Yo, fat phobia is in the new. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, you're yeah, using yeah. like the words that all of a sudden make it political. Because uh, you can sort of talk about something that, and like, then it's like, culture. Like if you say the word triggered, everyone's like, oh, you now you're fighting against liberal people. Exactly. You're fighting against the, it's, yeah, you're right. They're like, uh, like guys and girls. Yeah, just guys and girls. Anyone could, you know, any, all of these arguments that's like me and my chick or like stuff between really. Like, that's all just guy-girl things. But as soon yeah. as you use the word feminism, it's now, like, political. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, or it's just, like, normal shit that everyone experiences in their life. I was in the car with my wife, and she said dot, dot, dot. And, and you're like, like, girls oh, are yeah. so much like this. You know what I mean? It's not political. It's, like, stuff, observations that everyone's had. It's, that's so crazy. Yeah, it's it's gotten to a place now where it's, like, I try not to, I, I've never, I, w I wonder if it's because I'm a white dude who grew up roughly in privilege that I ne that I don't give a fuck about politics. I remember saying to Donnell Rollins, I was like, I don't care about politics. He goes, Yeah, you don't have to. And I was like, What? And he goes, If 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 everything changes, it still doesn't affect you. I kind of know what you mean. I've thought of that too, where they go, you know, because that was a big argument of like, well, obviously you don't care about this, but like, and it's like, if you were this, you would have. I go, Well, am I a different guy or am I still me but black? Yeah. If I, <laughs> I mean, am I a different guy? Yeah. Am I still? By the way, if I was me and black, I would be. I would be very problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be very problematic. Yeah, because you're right. Because I would like my whole thing has always been like a, I guess troublemaker to some degree. Yeah. And you go, well, I'd probably be that, but black. <laughs> it yeah. just look. It might look different, but I can't imagine that. I would just maybe be, there'd be like a different set of things I'd be rebelling against. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because I I there there is a weird thing of like of like not caring is almost as bad as doing the wrong thing like do, remember remember uh <laughs> sure, january yeah. whatever the whatever the day is where we had to plug Jan i have a tattoo on my arm january 6. those are just a bunch of hard-working americans the uh <laughs> what was the day we had to post the black square oh i don't have i don't have that one tattooed <laughs> <laughs> i got that tattooed on my arms it's a black square i got a, I got a black light tattoo that depends on who's watching
What what was do you remember that though? We everyone had to post the black square. Of course. And then I had just had a it was I want to say it was during blackout. A lot of squares came after that though. Oh yeah. (laughs) Squares were flying. Oh. That was the first one. That was OG. That was the original square. OG. That's I I was the first time there was a movement. Sure. And and I was like, I remember I was like, what's the funny angle on this? Right. And I couldn't find one. Because I was like, well, I'm not gonna, I mean. Not gonna just post a black square. I couldn't find one, and then I went into my comments, and every fucking person was like, "You, how your silence is deafening. You have made the money. You've you've made money off the back of black people your entire life." And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I have. Yeah, what really. I, Jimmy Itola. This like, rap. What the is fuck? Yeah. Rap- <laughs> yeah. Did I? Did I? That sounds like Kanye. June second. By the way, okay, let's talk about Kanye. I don't really have a take on Kanye. I don't give a fuck. Sure. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't like. I don't have like a hot take on him. And and I and then everyone's like, "So what about Kanye?" Well, I, go, you, I, go, I go, I don't really take. give a fuck. And like, you're like, "Well, listen, if I told you my take, I'd be in the same position as Kanye." No. <laughs> I was like, "It sounds like they're running <laughs> the media." Not for that one. I go, "What do you think of the Kanye thing?" You go, oh, "No, no, no. If I learned anything, <laughs> he, he." He's off on a burner, huh? Oh, sure. You know what? Part of it, too, is, like, the internet and the stage. I feel like that's why it's so important to, like, do comedy. Like, I don't know if you, like, even in pandemic when you were just doing other stuff for a while and you're kind of, like, losing your instincts a little bit. Because the internet is so different. Like, even, like, a Kanye thing. Imagine you were going to go, like, pro Kanye as, like, a take. If that's in a crowd and most people aren't going to think that you're kind of like the villain. And then the people that agree with you, then you can go, you can kind of switch it up and then you go, but also this, but when yeah. you're on the internet, if you said that the the few people that are like super hard on that, like retweet you being like, this guy thinks what we think. Yeah. And then you were like, but in a, st- on a stage show, you want to have a whole bunch of people and you kind of go back and forth and you're, it's like a game and you're taking the energy here and there. Well, you know well, what I mean? Even, even the, the internet, statement, it's like even, every the, little thing. even the statement going, like if you walked on stage and go, I think Kanye has some good points. Then that gets a huge laugh. Of course. And everyone knows you're joking. Sure. But when you type in, I think Kanye has a few good you're points. Da- yeah. It sounds like you mean it. Or set up a camera and say it while you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> That's what is what is his is is things he doesn't like Jewish people? Is that what it is? Uh he has said something about the uh, But is that I mean are you, that, are you serious? Is, I mean that's serious. His basic thing is um that Jewish people run everything and they're uh been uh, stealing money from black people kind of thing. That'd probably be... <laughs> you gonna make me say it? <laughs> Clip that out. <laughs> I'm just gonna take out the Kanye it's part. So there you go. Jewish people run everything. <laughs> and then, and then, and then and, steal from black people. And I guess underneath, he's like not stoked about it, I think is the other line. The, <laughs> And he's also not stoked about he's it. He's like crazy amped up about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Kanye. Oh, uh, where did I want to know where he got his ideas? I want to see the podcast he listened to. I predicted this actually because real? there was one of my like more aggressive predictions that because when I saw Kanye, I've just seen this path and I, I always make like, you know, tons of Jewish jokes too. But the one thing is too, it's always context, like in the sense that 
in comedy, I'm sure you have a lot of friends who are Jewish, but like yeah. I'll be at a table sometimes and it's like me and six Jewish people, like at the, you know, yeah. salary, like with my friends, like whether it's, yeah. you know, people, a lot of people that you all know, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm a little bit like going extra hard because it's kind of like being the one white guy with a bunch of black guys. You're going to go harder on like, yeah. you know, the white guy scores in basketball. You're like the boys, are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause that's the dynamic. But then leaving that dynamic and you're making all these jokes and it's like, well, they're not there anymore. So it's all, it depends on what the, you oh. know, the same reason why I'm sure you do different jokes in different places of the country. You know, when we were in, when we were in Europe, I was with Mark Norman and our tour manager was German. And she said, uh, and she said, I don't, um, Mark, I can't, I, I, I am bothered by these jokes. And he goes, what jokes? She goes, when you make jokes about like Jewish people, you know, Mark always, always has like it's this almost Especially like being thing. in new york you're yeah. just around it all the time and, but it's it's always like his his tag almost it's i mean he does it as a <laughs> right. it's almost he does it so much it the, the fact that he does it is a joke like everything's a joke about mark everything is a joke and he goes well it's just a joke and and he was like wait you what like what do you say you're like you never made a jewish joke and she goes no i'm german and he goes well like what do you say to your jewish friends and she goes i don't have any and he goes you don't yeah, have any jewish friends and she goes, she goes, no, that was kind of our thing is we don't. And, <laughs> yeah. And I didn't realize there are no Jewish people in Europe, like to speak of the way we have, like the way we have them in LA and New York, like there are just 15 million in the world or something. There's, and, and they're not in Germany. They're definitely not in Germany not anymore. At least. Not anymore. And they're in Antwerp alone. Like that's where if you want to find Jewish people, you go to Antwerp. And right. so that for me was like, oh shit. Yeah, of course. If you don't have diversity in your life, then you can't make, then of course you don't make the joke. They're not there. And you don't know it, right? Yeah. It's like, if you're making jokes about cultures you like don't understand, it's like even back to that. As I agree with Mark, of course it is like a joke, but there is that other part where it's like, yeah, hopefully there was something like true in there that at least, yeah. you know, or satirically true where it's like your joke is that everyone thinks this. I know it's kind of not true. Like yeah. there is some, some point you're making uh, underneath like where you go, so I had that the most with uh, Indian dudes to the point where like Toronto's so packed with Indian dudes. My school was like, really? and, and also the girls, but like yeah, my yeah, school yeah. was like so, that. Well, no, they always show up the dudes first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that's why I'm That's around. kind of their thing. Yeah. Is the women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was like, so every comedy clubs would be like, I know there's Mexicans and everyone, yeah, everyone yeah, has yeah. tons of jokes about that. Right. Where it's like, when I was coming up in comedy, there'd be like often like a table of like nine Indian bros would show up and they're kind of like Indian frat dude types. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. they're jazzed up. So it's, I feel like a lot of us who were kind of playing these like comedy clubs, I had like a good, like eight minutes. If like the Indian table showed up, I'm just like, I'm going to pander hard, just yeah. cross. Right. And it's almost reverse pandering where I'm like, you know, making fun. Well, but like It's Puerto Rican dudes. Sure. In New York, Puerto Rican dudes were the thing. And then I came out to LA and it was Mexican dudes and it does not translate. Yeah, you say that. That math does not translate. They go, I guess. You're like, yeah. yo, and all you Indian people this? And they're like, is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, all of my insights on this culture are just down the drain. Yeah. And I'm looking at Mexicans. I'm like, do you guys do anything I should know about? <laughs> Atel was the best at that. He had all, Atel, he had all of them. Atel, when I was young, Atel would fucking annihilate in the most... In the obscure most little subculture. Obscure. I love that. Oh, he I, he had so many. He had so many. Fuck, he's just so good. Just some tiny little thing where every... That's what, you know, like, one of those things was... Uh, 
the, the Tamils were like the most dangerous culture there. And every time they'd get in these like fights in parking lots and stuff like that. Right. In Indian culture. Yeah. What's a Tamil? It's like a type of, it's like a, a type of Indian dude in that area. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. And there'd be some, they had this gang called the Tamil Tigers and they're like these kind of. In Toronto? It, there, in there would, yeah. No, there'd be like some in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they would just, they wouldn't have to be like, some of these guys were just that they're like lineage or whatever. I'm yeah. fucking up a little bit. But no, no, that's fine. The uh, the I'm gist not a stickler is for that there would be like these hard dudes, kind of where I'm from, and you could always mention that like you don't fuck with the Tamils, and people would like kind of know. Whereas here yeah. you go, should I? It almost just sounds racist where you're like, yeah, the, the Tamil Indian yeah. dudes like fucking fighting in parking lots. Everyone's like, yo, do you hate Indians or something? And you go, no, they would they they would agree. <laughs> They'd <laughs> they agree would, the most. It was like that with us growing up in, with Cuban dudes, Tamils. Out of southern India, who speak Tamil are one of the principal languages of the drama. It sounds like Game of Thrones. 64 million. No. Nice. Nice set of nice set of honkers on that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> See, like that, like right now, someone that doesn't know that would be like, why would Bert give a yeah, shit about Tamil? About but it, then when you know it, you're like, oh, I get it. that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. That's so funny that that. That is comedy. That is the essence of comedy at times. I is know. Just knowing. Because if you don't know, like there was a, a joke I had one time, a long time ago. I was like, you want to hear something racist? And a woman walked out of the room. <laughs> and was like, fuck that. No, I don't. And I was like, well, you didn't give me the opportunity. To, to not do to, it. To, to tell the joke. Yeah. You just heard, do you want to hear something racist? And you went, he's a racist. I'm done. And you're like, well. She interpreted it as like, let's get real here. Yeah. Let's cut the shit. Yeah. And I was like. And I, but I had a joke one time about pedophiles, and I go, and I said, "Here's the thing about pedophiles." And a woman just goes, "No, no, no!" And I went, "Hold on, when you do that, I can't now tell the joke sure. because you've ruined it." Did you think I was going to be pro pedophile? Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I, right now I am. <laughs> right now I have to be, but that's because you painted me in this fucking corner. The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you gift the perfect aged tender and delicious omaha steaks i have a, a personal attachment to omaha steaks uh my grandma used to send me omaha steaks when i lived in new york i've been sending omaha steaks to my wife's father we send them to my dad we had a big ship and we did uh, omaha steaks for uh for um something's burning their hot dogs are the best damn hot dogs you're ever going to have in your entire life the burgers i think they're half a pound one burger and i'm stuffed omaha the steak experts at omaha steak have put together a special curated gift package to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the code BIRD at checkout to get $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon. Freaking awesome. And by the way, it is the amount of filet you should eat, in my opinion. The air-chilled boneless chicken, I, I cook up. I cook up every time I just pull out a pack of four. I cook all of them. I throw them into soups. I throw them into. I throw them on a plate with some veggies. They're freaking awesome. And the ultra juicy burgers and even the easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BERT at checkout. Oh, my mouth is watering doing this read. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart. A gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BIRD at checkout to get the extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. 
one of the things is when I was really starting to get good at comedy was like peak, you know, peak, like, you know, white men are a problem era. Wait, so what, I, what, what, what year, like 2015, yeah, probably like the top. When did you start? Maybe like 13 years ago. So really? exact year. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. In Toronto? Something like that. Yeah. 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 Is Toronto got the club that is the weed smoke smoking club? Uh, not necessarily anymore. I'm not sure. Do you remember the club? I'm of course, talking under, about? the underground. Yeah. I know you. I actually know that you guys all loved it. We loved it. No, that's the best. And this, the woman Joe that runs. What was her name? Very, Mama something. Yeah, or... uh, Puff Mama. Yeah, Puff Mama. She's the best. And, well, this is. I'm kind of watching the same thing happen in New York, where the the weed thing is kind of like decriminalized, yeah. and that's the sweet spot. It's because because yeah. they basically go, it's not illegal, it's not not legal, so everything goes as soon as they like say it's legal then they started making all the laws so basically they were like yo okay now weed's legal in toronto and then like day two they're like all right well anyways all these are shut down like you can't have that anymore because oh, you can yeah. smoke inside yeah <laughs> like they they only were allowed to live in the gray so that like five years where it was like not legal or illegal oh, they were cooking and yeah. then once it's once it's legal they're like all right well now we have like rules it's the real thing just like any other bar and you also you can't smoke inside so yeah just like <laughs> Can we make it illegal again? <laughs> that was fun, man. I remember, I remember, I think Doug Benson told me, he's like, write down your jokes. And I was oh, like, you got too high? And he was like, just trust me, write down your jokes. There was a whole weed lounge scene in Toronto. That was, it was, I was, I remember I went out with a legit cocaine dealer one night. Nice. And I had, I had, uh, I had done really good merch sales in Edmonton. So I had a bunch of loonies. I had in ca in cash. Yeah, right? yeah people paying like, for merging loonies. <laughs> yeah, and, or whatever you know, like the dollar, whatever the dollar yeah, is. Dollar, it's, it's a, yeah, loonies and toonies. Yeah, and so I oh, had yeah. I had like six thousand loonies. Sure. And uh, and I in cash, and I didn't want to leave it in my backpack in the trunk, so I had it on me. It's a wild amount of. It's a wild one amount. Of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one dollar banknotes. Literally stacks of fucking of of Canadian cash, and I had it in my jacket pocket. And the guy I was with, I think it was Rob. Mayu? Yeah. Yeah, it was Rob. Nice. And he he grabbed me and he was like, hey, my buddy wants to come out with us. And I was like, cool. He's like, uh, and his buddy gets in the car and he's like, heads up to everyone in the car. I have uh, a lot of loonies. I have a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of Coke on me. Oh. And I said, really? And he said, yeah. I said, how much? And he goes, like $6,000 worth. And I went, hold on. I have $6,000 in cash. I go, Rob, if we get pulled over, there's no way... They're going to believe that I randomly. They would just think you're the most obnoxious drug yeah. purchaser ever. Yeah. Like I, you were in yeah. a vendetta with the drug dealer and you oh. go, I'll buy it. But here's six thousand one dollar coins. I <laughs> was I was fucking panicked. And then and then uh, I think we did coke. And I was like, I'm better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This panic just disappeared. You going to arrest me? <laughs> you were going to arrest shit, bitch. <laughs> I'm the loony man. What was the. But wait, what in what are the laws about freedom of speech in Canada? Does is it like. Because that one guy got in a lot of trouble. Mike Ward? Yeah. Yeah, he's the best, dude. What What were the... Well, that story, it is kind of crazy. The, his story is actually the big one, but it's kind of the less relevant one. There's So Mike Ward, uh, he basically, there was this kid that was like mentally retarded and had some disease and stuff like that. And then he was supposed to die and did like a make-a-wish. And then his version, you know, some version of like, you got to You're not going to die after all that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which isn't like a crazy, you know, crazy yeah. take, you know what I mean? But so then 
he got sued by the Human Rights Tribunal, which they have. <laughs> that sound wild. Yeah, the Human, Human Rights Tribunal. Rights Tribunal? Yeah. <laughs> it does seem like scary walking into the Human Rights Tribunal. They're all in a circle. You stand up. It's, yeah, it's got to be, be in the center naked. And they I got believe. every single ethnicity up there. <laughs> they have like sort of a, a native drum <laughs> pounding. Ladies and gentlemen, doom, doom. Mike Ward. Doom. He goes against. Doom, doom, doom. Retards. <laughs> <laughs> So, so then he went, he had to, so he ended up, but the thing with Mike Ward, he's a big celebrity and like, he's got lots of money and it's, it, you know, it was, a, it sucks. But like, yeah. what really sucks is the four or five other people that happened. The dude to who the, called <laughs> one lady a lesbian. You know this. Yeah. I, yeah. You know this one? Yeah. yeah. So this guy like open micer essentially it was like Ed, i think it was edmonton again yeah. or edmonton or calgary or whatever but that guy got smacked with like 550k and he's like a bar back you know what i mean and he just thought he'd get on stage and these lesbians were making fun of him uh, and he was like he was like fucking suck my dick you fish eating lesbians look at these hoes are lesbians eh? <laughs> look at these hoes are lesbians eh? <laughs> probably putting a dart up in her pussy eh <laughs> And then he has to pay fifty thousand yeah. dollars. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's wild. When I was in Canada, when I was in Canada, I was just there, and I was there the day the Queen died, and okay. I was performing in the Queen Elizabeth Theater, and I said, I had a joke. It was like a very simple joke, but it was a run of it was a little rant about the Queen, but it had to start with she was a bad bitch like she was a bad motherfucker sure and it did not and there were it was mind-blowing to me that you think people, that they were kind of like stoked on the queen they're like come on man not cool no no I go, I go no what happened is i was like i was like the queen passed away i go shout out to the queen she was a bad bitch man and this lady goes she was a colonizer oh and i went go. i go yeah she was like no boo boo sure. to the queen and i went oh, and i'm and again i'm like you fuck. I, and what I said to her, I was like, ma'am, you've had a great time this entire fucking show. By the way, this is the last. I was, I'm going to tell the machine. Funny after that's this. your line, something positive about the queen. <laughs> yeah, I go, oh, the whole run was, the whole run was, because I watched The Crown. Did you watch The Crown? No. Oh, is it good? It's fucking awesome. But it, it, it paints a very, a picture of a very unhappy woman. A right. woman that did not get to. I mean, when you're that hot, I mean. No, the queen was. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck, that was part of the joke. She wasn't even the hot one. Her fucking sister was oh, the tartar, really? burned her feet in Antigua. Nice. Yeah. And so, and, and yeah, and the, the joke was, I go, she was a bad bitch. She didn't even want to be queen. Do you know that? Do you think she wanted to be queen? And then they're like, no. And I go, Shh. you think she wanted to marry her cousin was a Nazi? They were like, hey, I want you to meet. Do you think she wanted to have a lollipop grandson to turn his back on the dynasty with some black yeah. chick? We used to colonize them. <laughs> and, and so... Yeah, you fuck him like your grand. I don't know when I'm doing a Canadian accent. You fuck him like your granddad, but you leave the island. You gotta get a little and more so, hockey. You go fucking yeah. leave him like a colonizer, yeah, eh? Yeah, you leave him there. like a colonizer. Yeah. But but uh, I couldn't even get to tell the joke because I couldn't even fuck around with the joke because anytime I said that, I didn't realize I underestimated how much Canadians hate the Queen. And I was that like, is the sir. Half, it's like half and half. I'm yeah. sure that you know it's, it's half like and half everywhere. still a yeah, lot. Yeah, like because yeah. I go. In my head, I was like, I hate everything. And I was, I was, I was like, oh, just you've had a great show. Canada's like if a- Portland was a country right now. <laughs> Wait, what is the? Difference? I think they're still locked down. <laughs> Name the different. When we talk about the different, is it provinces? Yeah, provinces. It, when you talk about the different provinces, uh, the different provinces is is Ontario is a province. Yeah. Uh, Alberta is a province, right? Province. Yeah, yeah. So there's like there's your, five provinces. Like states, you know, there's like. 
four, uh, 12, and then, or no, t- including territories, 13. I think there's 10 and 13. 10. Fuck, I'm going to get killed on that. You wait, know what's so funny, on, Bert? On, what? uh, When I came to America, because I'm like fairly loopy with like most stuff. And I, when I came to America, I'd like for the first, you know, I'm talking to, whenever I'm talking to girls, I'm like, well, I'm just Canadian. So I wouldn't know that. And they're like, what about Canada? I go, okay, I don't know it there either. <laughs> <laughs> There are three territories in Canada. Do you know them? Yeah. Oh, the Northwest Nunavut. That's a yeah. Nunavut's the one with a Kaluweed in it. And then those are those places that have like random comedy shows where people will go up and it'll be like this one city and it's like this big once a year corporate gig. Yeah, yeah. Really? No, I know a lot of people that have done those runs. And then there are thirteen provinces. Not that much people there though. Yes, I was right. Ten provinces. Woo, three you know what? I was I was sketchy because they just had. I think they just added none of it like in my lifetime. So that's why I was. So Quebec, everyone speaks French. Yeah, I don't consider Quebec part of a Canada. No. (laughs) (laughs) British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatoon, uh, Manitoba, Ottawa. These are all, are these all Indian words? I think those are, yeah. Or not Indian. Oh, God, Bert. I just said to someone how offensive it was. First Nations. Yeah, yeah, well, no, not even. Oh, yeah, I guess it is First Nations. That's another one where it's, yeah, like a hot topic in Canada. But if you had lots of, you know, information, if you had lots of jokes on it and you came here, everyone's like, what? We killed all ours, dude. We don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. We, we don't bring that up. <laughs> I haven't seen them there. Ontario, St. John's, Nova Scotia. I haven't seen them They have a, you guys are talking about having a woman president. We had a woman prime minister years ago. We haven't done it again. Fool us once, but one <laughs> well, and done. <laughs> we, and no one, no one likes, uh, no one likes the, the, I thought he dated Jennifer Aniston. Who? Fucking Trudeau. Trudeau? Yeah. And they were like, no, that's Justin Trudeau. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be huge though. I'm sure he was a little bit of a ladies man. The Hudson the day, Bay. Though. What the fuck is that? I, that's uh, that is that it's that's a big body of water right there holy shit i've never even seen that that's the real bay area you want <laughs> yeah <laughs> not these appropriators in san francisco so, toronto's in where's toronto in uh, ontario yeah it's like toronto's like detroit right above that's windsor's right beside detroit toronto's yeah, okay. like kind of if, if you were to say like culturally the best way to describe it is like Toronto's closer to New York and Vancouver's closer to LA. Vancouver's a bad East Coast, West Coast, city. same sort of thing. I yeah. love Vancouver. Very cool city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the coolest cities in in, in Canada? Uh, Quebec's. The, I'm sure you've been to Quebec for just for laughs uh-uh. and stuff, right? Oh, is that Montreal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Montreal. The French people. Montreal is probably the, in my opinion, like top one or two cities in the world to be at for a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Montreal's pretty fucking badass. Dude, it's me, so me, cool. me and Steve Byrne went, went in. We hadn't seen each other in a while. So we went into the strip club to get a cocktail. Yeah, you get and, like a, a night for 15 cents, too. Yeah. And the lady <laughs> goes, Yo, want me to jack your guys off? I don't know why I'm doing that accent in Montreal because that's not the accent. No, it's They've a gross got- Quebec watch. She goes, I'll jack. No, no, no. Ah, fuck, I lost no, it I, now. By the way, I know the accent. You know what it sounds like? Pinky Tuscadero. You want a uh, poutine, a uh, jack off? Uh, no. <laughs> you want me to jack off your dick, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack yeah. off a dick, huh? And uh, yeah, you and the friend, or just you? Uh... And Steve and I were like, wait, we can get hand jobs in here? And she was like, yeah, of course, why not? <laughs> and we were like, uh, thank- Steve's like, thank God we didn't know I'll about this before five. we were married. The... <laughs> Montreal's a pretty badass. Montreal Dude, City. So cool. Montreal City is fucking gorgeous. Montreal City. Mo- I think that's Qu- the name Quebec of it. City. Is it Quebec? I'm thinking yeah, Quebec, Quebec City. City is like it's the hottest girls, and then like a lot of like 
angry UFC guys. There's two types of guys in Quebec. There's angry UFC dudes, like, you know, like yeah. uh, Jean St. Pierre kind of dude. Yeah. Or there's like a guy that uh, looks like a skateboarder from 19... 19- 89 you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i do there's a guy who's just like complete you know what i mean like 50 but still just like you know baggy pants like a maybe a a sweater of like what a, part what part of yourself do you still see the canadian side of you because you don't i feel yeah. like comedy wise it's uh you know what there's a weird i was actually thinking about the over the last like when i was on the plane i was yeah. kind of thinking a lot about because i'm sure that so many times you have conversations with people about comedy, but they just don't get like how your bo- like body interacts with people. Like you probably yeah. know better than anyone what types of joke you can make and what yeah. you can get away with because it's how crazy. you appear to people. You it's know what crazy I mean? because I, I had a joke the other night and I said, I understand I look racist and homophobic, sure, but I'm not. So understand that as I say this racist homophobic thing, that it's a joke because and you I know need, you got to yeah, give that disclaimer. I, I almost had to say that, and then I said the thing, and I was like, and I was like, oh. You, and you, if you play to it, sometimes that you, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah and yeah, the yeah. amount that it like affects you. And then I was kind of thinking about it where I was like, you know, especially the era I came up in or whatever. I was like, if I was thinking about like all the guys that sort of had a somewhat similar, like appear, and I would say like, maybe like Daniel Tosh or like Andrew yeah. Jackson, like, like all, I was like listing off a bunch, like early Norm McDonald a little bit. And I was like, all the guys that I could think of, they go maybe sort of like a way that they kind of look like my, t- not that we look the same, but I bet you we appear the same way to people. Yeah. We all kind of came to the same type of comedy, which is like, you're sort of a dick, but you're kind of kidding. And I think a lot of, it's like so crazy the way that like your energy appears to people dictates like how you end up being as a human. And it doesn't, it doesn't always start that way, but it kind of ends up. No, I was doing like, like, I remember starting and doing like things where I was like kind of more vulnerable and just being like, people are just more like grossed out by it. And it's like, you just, I, I remember the point where I realized that people like bad things happening to me but they don't like me being sad about it. Like even when I was doing like kind of like a, you think of Larry David or, uh, you know, in terms of TV, you know, Al Bundy would be that like nothing ever works out for him, but he's not like, it never breaks him in any way. And I felt like people like that. You kind of see how people, whereas there's other people, like they can be more vulnerable and people like it. And that's, it's so completely based on like how you uh, appear to people on like a first image, your energy. Yeah, and it's it, what's interesting is that uh, well, what's interesting is that like Patrice played against that. He played against the way that people see him. Because well, I mean, his he had a joke about he was like, I know what I look like. He's like, I look like a monster. He's like, I, I I'm six four, six five, three hundred and fifty pounds. I got broken teeth. Like I remember we lived together in Scotland for a month, and he but his jokes were always always a little more thoughtful and he had a couple jokes he had this one joke about i don't know if he ever recorded it but about the cool guy in his neighborhood okay was this guy tony and tony just knew how to how to like talk to bitches and and he knew how to play with bitches and patrice didn't so he's like i remember tony just walked up and he'd tap a girl in the back of the neck and then run away and the girl would be like oh tony and he was like so i'm like all right you gotta (laughs) smack a bitch okay so I come in with this big fucking paw of a hand. I'm just like, wham, yeah, bitch. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's really, but his, but his, his take on everything was always that of like, I don't know. He, I guess he did kind of play into what we thought he looked like. Well, you do more of, yeah, you kind of, it's like you find that place where you go, you leave no room for error or something. You know what you, I mean? You look at Jim Norton, his act, you see Jim Norton as Jim Norton. 
Like Jim Norton is the guy that you go, yeah, prostitutes. You know what I drugs. think it is as you're saying that? Your comment sort of made me, I think a, a big part of it is like people see you a certain way and then you have to let them know, yeah, I know you see me like that. Like I'm more of that. And obviously I know how your small little brains are. And yeah. It's like you almost have to like, it's not that you're saying like, oh, I. it's like you have to almost internalize their thing and spit it back to them in a way that they like, yeah, duh, I know how you guys, your brains work. What's crazy so you, too is when you meet the guy who does the thing and leans into what his body looks like and, and what he looks like and what you take him as, and then you meet him and he's not that guy at all. You go the opposite. And you're like, what yeah, the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah, on stage you, they're not yeah, like, like that. I remember, I remember Dane being like seeing Dane and he's wild and crazy on stage and he's energetic and he's like, got these bizarre thoughts what if you what if you walked into a bank and he's you were all like, over the place yeah he's all over yeah. the place so everyone assumed i gotta get high with dane and i remember meeting dane and being like do you want to get high and he's like i don't do drugs i don't do alcohol i've never had caffeine and i was like i was like okay i would have thought you were this like crazy i, I party thought he was guy, a yeah. fucking wild party wild guy boy. and he had never done and still to this day he's fucking 50 52 50 maybe 53 and he's never done a drug, an alcohol, or caffeine. Never fucks around with any of it. Some of that is like that young guy energy. Same with too. Tosh. Same yeah. with Tosh. Yeah. Same. And then, like, Tosh never done anything. Never done anything. And I was always like, what the fuck? Like, that never, I never could, I could never wrap my head around that. Cause I was like, I was the guy who'd done everything and was like, oh, that's who I am. This is my, yeah. this is my personality. And I also, I also well, didn't maybe believe even that was like a little disarming. You know what I mean? Like, like you may maybe develop like a funner personality because of, you know, the way you maybe. Like, I think I always looked at there should be no separation between church and state. Yeah. Like I was like, you should be who you are on stage and off stage. That was a flaw. I think that's a flaw now that I look back. Well, I guess if that's like, you know, kind of uh, people have the. Like if you're gonna be like I'm the drinking guy, that can be like a flaw on stage because you're just like, but it's not as I mean, think of other people that had worse flaws. We're just laughing at the idea of like, think about those bands that you know painted their faces and put on all the makeup. Like that probably after like six years of being famous, you're like probably bad idea doing this whole thing. <laughs> I can't imagine being Kiss painting your face <laughs> or like even like uh, like I'm friends with Corey uh, Taylor. From, right, uh, those, yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, yeah. Those masks smell. I, I can't. One of nine drummers. It's my the saving grace of taking my shirt off is I'm very comfortable shirtless, and I yeah. love being shirtless. I'd much rather be shirtless than wearing a suit on. So stage. you're cooking. Yeah, so I'm like fucking set. But you more are you more saying that like sometimes you're like probably didn't need to drink tonight. No. So you're cooking. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 but like, well, I don't know. We're in the middle of we're right at the end of sober October, so I'm kind of enjoying not drinking. It's kind of nice. Yeah. It's kind of nice uh having a default where people are like Bert drink and I'm like oh sober October and they're like oh yeah dude kill it good luck on that and you're like nah that's nice it's like nice to have an out every now and then when you're thinking so much though like that's why I, I know it's so crazy to me the people whose brains are like oh I just need to turn it off and smoke weed I'm like that'll make it worse for me I've like, never been able to I don't get it and it's yeah. like to me partying like with a, you know, like just even not even partying, like, you know, a bunch of dudes are there and you're like drinking or whatever. It probably is the only time that I feel like I really do turn it off. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously people are like, well, you should meditate and do those things and blah, blah. But you're like, is it that bad to be like, yeah, I have some drinks. You know what I mean? I was saying to my one, we were, 
we were all going to feel like it's a good October. system. It's, yeah, it's it's the best turnoff is to have a cocktail and just tap the fuck it out. It is. It's the and only one. Once it kicks into your system and you feel the weight of it, the heaviness of the fucking anxiety <laughs> blanket hit you. And you're like, oh, I'm getting one more of these. I'm getting one more of these. Yeah, those are the clips that, like, if you do have to quit, like, you just when you feel the warmth of that drink, that's oh, the AA speech. The greatest fuck. I feel bad for like, like, uh, um, you know, I, I feel like it's interesting. My thoughts on sobriety. Like, I, there's a guy named Brandon Novak. Do you know who that is? Of course. He's yeah. the guy from Bam, yeah, Bam's buddy. Yeah, of course. And uh, and like, you look at him, and you're really happy he's sober. Cause like you watch New York is full of that. Really? Oh, you probably know tons of them. Oh but yeah, like, dude. Comics. I, I've never met an industry that has more people that don't drink because like they had to stop drinking. It's, it's insane to me. I think it's just it's part. I mean, I'm sure bar. You know what? I'm sure bartenders is the same. Well, bartenders, like, of course. But but how many but, other industries? This is like you work porn, at night porn. in a everyone's drinking. But but porn. But, but, but porn at least you're working during the day and they get out of it. They get out of. They have a little they go, run. They yeah. go. They go. I'm out. I'm gonna sober up. I'm gonna have a family, and then I'll do some. Get some plastic surgery. Marry a guy who never knew. <laughs> if I was a porn star, I'd go to fucking. I'd go to like Middle East. Go to Middle East. Do you ever follow? Do you ever? I, Dude, they that would they would flip if they found out at the wedding night that the girl in the hijab was was an American porn star. Go to a place where the fucking they don't have the. Go to China. They don't. They scrub the internet. Just fucking Make clean it disappear. up. But it, yeah, with enough money. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I mean, I don't think they're allowed to grow. Hey, wait, hold on. Have you been following this Britney Griner thing? She's she's there nine years. What the Bro. fuck, dude? That. So like, I don't have a okay. I don't have a hill to die on, right? I just don't like. I like. I'm, Imagine I, you did though, and it was that she deserves it. <laughs> You're like, I don't like to get political, but like they nailed it. <laughs> This drug is lethal, and there's, if anything, that here should work like that. How fucked up? She had a vape pen. That was it. I mean, crazy. I, I'm, I, I'm always, I'm always the person that goes, hold on. Do we not know everything? How many cartridges did she have? But she had one fucking vape pen, <laughs> and she's in prison for not. And by the way, let's be very with a country we're essentially at war with. Yeah, and she's six seven. Those cells. No one in Russia is six seven. Well, she at least is gonna, you know, be the boss of the jail a little. But I don't know. I think, first, <laughs> those of all, big mitts. She's well. She, I mean, she's she's bigger than any of the guards. She's the biggest fucking person. And she's the biggest person in the jail. Yeah, but like the you know the beds aren't going to be comfortable. No, these things. These are the least. Of so the these are the uh, uh, these are the gulags. The the old gulags. That's where she is. Yeah, and they're they're uh. This is where Pussy Riot was kept. This yeah. is like, there's a, like, this is not comfortable at all. You spend your day either breaking rocks, digging holes, or watching propaganda videos. So, like, you in don't. In a language you don't speak. In a language, well, she, I, she's got to be learning it. But more importantly, <laughs> she's not going to fit in any fucking bed. Like, there's not one bed in there that is going to fucking, the showers. Like nothing fits for her. Yeah, and people are a little smaller in Russia too. They I'm are. Sure. And yeah. The fucking showers gonna be hitting her tits. She's gonna have to find a girl, make it her bitch, and then put the two Is beds she a together. Lesbian? Is she a lesbian? I think they all are. <laughs> I, I'd assume. I don't want to generalize. Yeah, I don't want to generalize. But like, <laughs> my buddy Danny's got a joke where he's like, uh, the the you know the NBA is like with the first you know professional gay basketball player in the whole WNBA is like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I like. <laughs> 
I don't have a hill to die on, but I'd fucking I can't believe we haven't tried to break her out. Did you see what they so basically they they you know sometimes with these kind of things they negotiate like a swap, right? Yeah. And then Russia uh, they they were like coming to the table, being like, "What do you want? What are you thinking?" Oh, and then oh. Russia was like, "We wanted this like arms dealer who like was wanted for like in nineteen countries and like you know this like mass murderer essentially." And they're just like, "I don't know if you've been paying attention in America, but WNBA is like I think you got the wrong NBA if you think you're getting the mass murderer back." But they actually might get him. I don't is know she where wearing it landed. A Cavaliers jersey? Was she what was she wearing in that? It says Crenshaw. I haven't watched the NBA, WNBA since he stopped. Oh, yeah. Or before. But she was, well, by the way, she hasn't played in seven years. She's been, oh, okay. she been playing in Moscow, in Russia for seven That's, years. That was the whole thing, right? Because you can make more money going and playing in some yeah. of these other places. If you had to be in a prison where they, like, you know, they were very progressive. So let's yeah. talk like. So you ever like, done a night in a prison? No. Not a prison, like a, a no, drunk tank no, or anything? You? Yeah, drunk tank. I would assume you maybe had no, a couple no, no, under, no, no, under no. the belt. I'm, I have a weird thing about following rules. Like I'm pretty Love strict. Them. I'm pretty strict about rules. Okay. Like I don't drink and drive. I don't. Uh, like I've never. I've. I've now in in as an adult. You ever punched begin, one cop? Never punched a, a cop. Too, one too never, many. No, I've never really punched. Nah. I've punched a couple people, but like never. Probably way less in reality than I than I than I've never punched anyone. I don't. I've punched people, but like I'm not. Yeah, I'm a yeah. weird rule follower. Sure. But um you're that's like a that is like a fun dad characteristic too, right? Yeah. Like that suits like we're having fun here, but like that's within yeah. the rules, guys, like, the boundaries. Like, yeah, I'm not someone who could like flaunt alcohol on the beach. Like I, I'm not Oh, even if, like that? Yeah, in a weird way. Like I it makes me uncomfortable because I don't like if they say one per customer, you're like the rules are the rules. Well, so my wife has a weird way of putting parameters on this she goes you follow the rules however there are rules that you say don't apply to you and i was like i don't know what you're talking about she's like like uh i'm out for that one altogether like i child porn freak no no <laughs> no uh i like i won't um uh i i it's i think it has to do with being a comic There's i know what you mean where you like, go you were just like if they said what would be a good one? If they I'll were like, you, no phones in this place, you're like, I don't do that rule. Like, or you, you would just pick like a random one? No, no, no. I'll t I, I, I would, that no, one. No, I, I wouldn't. I, like, if, if, like, if Dave Chappelle threw one of his parties and he was like, hey, we're not allowed to have phones. No, that would be, I'd be like, crazy. Well, I'm, I'm keeping yeah. my phone. I'm, I'm okay. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to, yeah. Okay. Sure. There you go. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to videotape anyone. Like, I would never videotape him, but I'm definitely not getting rid of my phone. I'm not So, so you just go like, yeah, I, like, yeah. you follow the rules that you follow. Yeah. I follow the rules. So, like, uh, a perfect one is one time, we were going to a concert and we all made roadies and we went to get in the Uber and the guy was like, Oh, no alcohol. And I was like, Oh, that's not alcohol. And he goes, what is it? And I said, it's water. I've, I've been working out all day. I'm hydrating. And then I got in and Leanne goes, why would you make a water? Why wouldn't you just get a bottled water? I go, babe, it's vodka, vodka soda. She was like, he said, no alcohol. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about yeah, this yeah. guy. Like I'm following my rules. He's not going to no add another one to the no yeah. rule. Yeah. following. Like rest. I, I, there are rules I don't follow. Leanne's better at pointing it out. She's always like, yeah, you you do believe like uh, this drives her nuts. Um, I believe there's rules. I believe there's rules when the luggage comes down. I don't stand up against the thing right where the, all the luggage is coming out. You know the little slot. I don't stand right there and block everyone from getting their luggage. Yeah. I stand back five feet. I believe that's a rule. And and, yeah. and and but almost like a code of honor. Yeah. And like, if the rule fits into your code, then you internalize it as a code. Yes. Uh, however. 
when they're when they start boarding a plane and i see the line of people that line means nothing to me means absolutely because i know that they don't know how a plane boards and so i go they're going to call first class or whatever the highest executive thing is. Is sheep. When you see that, yeah. you, know, you what are you out of your mind? You, these guys don't know anything about flying. <laughs> I will simply get over to the side and then I'll walk in front of, I've done it a million times. Have they called yeah. whatever yet? And people are like, huh? And I go, yeah, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I want to walk past all you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I saw a woman break the, it's so funny. I saw something last night that is so the, the, cunt hair of what makes society <laughs> fall apart right so uh a black woman not from this country which is important in this story uh two children who are from this country so the two children do not have an accent this woman not only has an accent she's not 100 percent comfortable in the language okay what's she, the accent like, like i want to say i want to say like uh Afri something african okay, not like Island. yeah but and and uh she we're in line at Rite Aid and we're trying to get uh we're trying to get our medication and the line was long. And I said to Isla, I said, Well, let's just go around shopping. We'll come back. There's no way it's longer than this. We get back, it's even longer. And it's me. It's me and the old ad sales rep for all things comedy. Like with the random I just, yeah. I just saw her. She's like two in front. There's a woman in front of me, and then there's this black woman. So this the woman way up front is the ad salesperson, then black woman, then a woman, white woman in front of me, then me. Um, black woman's looking for her kids, and she says to the woman behind her in, in not so great English, um, I, I'm just going to go get something. Can you hold my place in line? That's not what she said, but that's what she emoted, right? She leaves the line, and the line starts moving. And then, like I said, even more people show up behind me now, and there's eight people behind me yeah the woman in front of me gets called up and she's looking for the black chick like i'm holding someone's spot in line and then looks at me like if she comes back you got it right and uh -huh. i was like yeah so i'm sitting there they call me up to the thing so i'm like do you All tell right. the person behind so, you no i don't say anything <laughs> so i go to the thing and then the black chick shows up looks around doesn't see the woman she told and I think probably thought all white women look alike. And just looked around <laughs> and just got at the front of the line. In front of like now, what's 13 people? Okay. And gets in front of the line. And I hear huffing and puffing. People are not Through a mask. The woman behind her is on a mask <laughs> on. She's like, excuse me. Excuse me. Black woman doesn't know. She's talking to her. Doesn't see her mouth moving. Doesn't know what the fuck's happening. And a shit show falls out. The kids come up and speak fluent English. And so everyone is trying to communicate to this woman think she's been blowing them off and the whole time i what i want to say is she doesn't speak great english she told her who's ignoring her that and now i look over to her and she's gone the woman that is no longer here that she needed to hold her place in line but everyone's gone i'm the only one that witnesses but i said nothing yeah, i like, said I'm nothing here. i said nothing and i watched <laughs> Fucking all hell. Do you regret that? Loose. Were you been losing sleep over that one? I've been I've been bothered by it that I didn't stand up for this woman because because in the story, right? In you. the story, I side. So I side with both teams. I side with I don't like rule breakers. Like I don't like the people that cut the line. But you just so was, I understand a them, of errors. But I go, it's 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 just just things didn't align and she didn't know that you're not the woman and yeah. she just got in line and and I just didn't say anything. And, and it was it happened so quick. And then 
And then some lady right behind her was like, I have COVID. And I was like, what the fuck? It was such a shit show. Why is and then Isla, I, I, it's cause then, and then Isla shuts down. I'm out of here. Right. And I go, she doesn't have COVID. And Isla goes, dad, she just said he, her and her kids have COVID. I go, no, she doesn't want to be involved in this fucking nightmare. That's transpiring. Yeah. I said, Isla, that's what people do who are crazy. They just go, I have COVID. And now they've got the Trump card. I have AIDS and spit on them. You know, it was the fucking biggest that is one of those ones where you're just but like, that's, should those... I got involved? It happens again. That's one of those things where there's going to be like a, a month from now, a similar situation is going to arise. It's going to be your time to shine. But when you step <laughs> in, that's when someone stabs you. When you, yeah, when you step in, that's when you get fucking stabbed. What's a, there's a comic that has a cut on his face. Uh, Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Doug Smith. Yeah. And, uh -huh. he, and, and he just, it's him going, hey guys, let's talk. From the subway, right? From the subway. Hey guys. <laughs> Let's uh let's all be gentlemen here. Uh, By the way, he's still a good looking guy with a cut on his face. Like, actually, I know him because I had a joke where I said Doug Smith in the joke, and then everyone would come up to me and go, "That's our buddy Doug Smith." Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, I would say. I go. I, I was getting. It was an old joke, but I was like, um, I have a friend that's getting married, and he's going to take his wife's last name, but she's going to take his first name. They're like, they're both going to be Doug Smith. Like that was <laughs> yeah, just like a one liner as it started another thing. But yeah, he was slashing victim Dude, that I, was, I know him that was popping off again in new york the face slashings like you straight up peaky blinder stuff they were going hard like it was one of those things where you go oh people go oh it's only like a hundred and you're like a hundred uh, one is <laughs> too many people what was he doing he was trying to defend he tried someone. to de defend like a woman situation i'm pretty See, sure yeah he looks he looks fine he's a good looking guy yeah but crazy right and i think those i'll tell you what do you know how many people weren't saved because of that story? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know how many people perish Because everyone's like, well, fuck that, man. They're going to rape her, I guess. The Doug Smith Chronicles, probably 45 people on the subway like that week were just like, yeah, probably on your own. I uh, the And the subway, it is probably, there is probably no benefit to getting involved when you're in New York because you go... If I wanted to be like the subway patrol, I could do that every 15 seconds. You know what I mean? Bernie Getz it's had just a, a good tough point. One. Bernie Getz had a good what point. What do you say? Do you remember Bernie Getz? Not really. Oh. The, the see, best. that's the thing we were talking about about comedy. If you don't know the joke, you don't. then it's just like a serious statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Type in Bernard Getz. Bernard Getz, it's a, it's a Beastie Boys lyric, too. He's in a Beastie Boys song. Oh, really? Bernie Getz. Uh, type in. The, can you just read it out loud? He shot like five black dudes in the back in a in a subway who came up and they said they were i mean oh that's why you're saying they said they said they were now. joshing around you know i think those were their exact words Josh. we were just joshing around and we were pretending to rob this guy and then oh no he had had it he had had it and by the way he is not a sane dude um he used to come on opie and anthony all the time and he pulled out a fucking gun and not only just shot them all but then hunted them down in the subway and the ones that were crawling shot them in the back if i'm not mistaken correct and he was a comic after wounding three unarmed men he pointed his gun at 18 year old who was not wounded but cowering terrified in the subway and said you don't look too bad here's another oh no he wasn't a comic he was happy with that <laughs> i was no, messing this whole thing i was thinking in new york i was like this comic goes this is the joker situation severed his spinal cord but that guy was paralyzed and suffered brain damage that's right so this is the opposite story 
this this is Bernard Getz was like he was the story. This is when New York was at its worst, right before they re- renovated everything. What is it? Eighty six. It's eighty six. He was thirty seven. They surrounded him and asked him for five dollars. And he's like, I'll, I'll, he I'll do you one better. Pulled out a gun and started shooting them. Five dollars worth of ammo each. And then the one that was scared, probably the one that did the least, who was like, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. He was. Like, the, he didn't even want to be there. The younger yeah. brother. He was like, you don't look too bad. Shot him in the fucking head. <laughs> but but Wild. well, but that what's crazy is I think it cleaned up the subways for a little while. Oh, they get, oh, I see what you're I saying. The vigilantes. Every now and then, Batman a, a, style. Like, yeah, like you, you're right. When when Doug got attacked, everyone's like, "Well, I'm not gonna fucking stick my." That was in. one for the bad guys. Yeah, and you're like, "Well, fuck, you need to find the guy." I dated a girl once who said, "Every uh, now and then, you need a vigilante to just go to town, pick on the wrong well, UFC it, guy in the subway." T- what? Oh crap! Bernie has a SoundCloud mixtape out now. In 2001, he made an unsuccessful bid for the mayor. Stop. In, two, in 2013, he was charged with trying to sell marijuana to an undercover cop. <laughs> <laughs> he Bernie Getz was uh was he would that's come a on. guy looking for another fight too, eh? He goes, you know, oh, hey, anyone want any weed? He like, went he went a lot of weed in my pocket. <laughs> he went crazy on uh on on Opie and Anthony. Like, they had him on before. <laughs> oh, they they used to bring him on all the time. They but were, after. Oh yeah. Like after he got <laughs> obviously. <laughs> like after he got out of jail, he was doing the circuit. After he was this guy like low key like a hero kind of God. or high key a hero. I don't think he was a hero. I think for people in New York, they were like, "Someone yeah, had we to need do to, it. we need to clean these subways yeah. up." I mean, I think the eighties the subways were fucking terrifying. Are, what are they like? Dude, I, I mean, I moved kind of right before COVID, which is like a pretty wild time to move to New York. But yeah. like, I live in the East Village, and I just moved like away a little bit away from uh first and 14th where i was oh and for, like, I, I know first and 14th very well yeah first and 14th is like mayhem yeah to the point where there was a the, there was a fight every single day because they set up a market so people start selling stuff and then the cops you know the cops kind of in the pandemic they're like well if everyone hates us we just won't do our job how do you like that right yeah so the cops are like over it bodega the bodega guy beneath me got in a fist fight with the guys who tried to set up a, a tent that have like six living with them outside of my house, right in front of the bodega. The really? bodega guy got in a fist fight with that guy. And then there'll be like male versus female fights, like often. Dude, I would go into my place and there'd be someone, and this is not like crazy cheap either. You yeah. know, it's not like there's like fucking Manhattan. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? First like, and 14th is there. Yeah. You're like, it's not like the most expensive thing in the yeah. world, but you're like paying too much to fucking <laughs> like to so watch men beat up women in your front yard. Yeah. Dude, while you're trying to sleep, like, and then <laughs> I, I legitimately did go down and like have a word with them at night sometimes. Really? I turned into this guy. Dude, I'm like fucking guy. Bro, bro, bro. I go, guys, what are we doing here? I, like, I tried to I tried to be like the cool complainer. I go, listen, like you guys, do <laughs> I know they bother me too. But we can't beat them up and curb stomp them. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. You can bitch guy. We all know the fucking old lady. Hit her in the stomach, if anything. You don't bruise there. Hey, I like rap music as much as the next guy. I don't know if we need it blasting at 3 a.m. No, it's they're out of control. There'd be a guy doing crack like in my like doorway, you know, often. That was like a very often occurrence, right? And yeah. then it got to the point where I would I'd be like, excuse me. And and then they would like not like the way that I said, excuse me. They like, you got a problem. And I was like, just trying to get in my house if that's all the same to you, sir. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then they would kind of be like, well, you know, don't talk to us like that. And I was just like, 
It, it happens so of, often that you just became numb to it. You just be like, okay, yeah, I won't. Yeah, okay. It's funny when you go to New York for one day. It's it can it can scare the fucking shit out of you. I know. But it's if a you lot. live there, you're you get numb to it. You're stepping over fights to get to like you know buy some juice. That's fucking crazy, <laughs> dude. You're that out is, of control. And by the no way, no one can pass without yet like nine guys yelling at her. Like any girl walks by, like nine guys are like, yo, give me that t- fucking ass, bitch. Like it's so funny when you see like videos of like dudes just straight up like dudes in a in a yankees jersey just punching a woman and you're like i think they're pretty far off from declaring their pronouns i think i think we have a lot of cleaning up to do before we fucking there's uh, the the non-adjacency with which people hold issues yeah they, those guys aren't <laughs> fucking insane i remember being somewhere and they were like yeah they'll just throw a tire around his neck and light him on fire and i was like excuse me what the fuck where are like, we that was that was over in uh in africa yeah i find that with a lot of comics that are a little too uh new york centric uh they'll go to other places and they'll be talking about some of these issues and they'll be like you know whatever talking about like trans stuff or whatever like maybe a little less now but like three years ago and they'd be like oh you guys aren't on board with that and they're like they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Not, not, they don't not have a position on this. Like they're not, they're not like against you. They don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I remember here. I remember my <laughs> I'll wife. I'll tell you the perfect one. Sorry. Wait, to yeah, no, no, please. The perfect one is they'll be talking about like, I'm in like a polyamorous relationship and I'm the, the, whatever the, this, I can't remember the words, but then they'll be like, Oh, you guys don't like that. That's what it was. The polyamorous stuff. And they're just like, they don't know what the fuck you're even talking. They've never heard that word. You're living in a fucking, (laughs) in a kingdom with which doesn't exist in their fucking realm. Yeah. They think you might as well be talking about like world of Warcraft, like inner seas, you know, we, that's fun to bounce off our, my, my bus driver. So my bus driver's a pretty open-minded dude, but then you talk about a thruple. And he's like, the fuck are you talking about? He's like, that's a thing? And you're like... It's when you and then two other dudes. (laughs) The holidays are just around the corner. Are you looking for a gift idea for your parents, in-laws, maybe your friends that they will genuinely freaking love for a really special gift for the special people in your life? You got to check out the Skylight Frames. Skylight Frames are what I have given to my mom, my dad, my, I, I've sent them each two. My dad has one at his office. It's They're freaking awesome. It's a photo frame where you can instantly update uh, photos by email from anywhere. It's a great way to feel close to those you love when you're separated. It, it sets up in under 60 seconds. Trust me, my mom can do it. If my mom can do it, anyone in your family can do it. You can send photos to the Skylight Frame, and it takes no effort at all. Everyone in the family can use the app. Multiple people can send photos to the frame, and it's got a black frame a white frame it was a white matte one is the one we have and that's a beautiful touch to your kitchen that's where i keep ours in our kitchen and and they also have a timeless uh black frame with a white matte that adds a really beautiful touch to your home skylight frames are vibrant touch screen displays that let you swipe and even like tap hearts of pictures that you love sometimes i'll walk into the kitchen and i'll see a picture go by and i go whoa, whoa, whoa what was that and swing back and go oh yeah you can get two options 10 or 15 i suggest 15 and there's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your Skylight Frame, they will give you a full refund. You can pre- preload it with photos for a great gift. I'm telling you, grandparents, uh, godparents, anyone in your family member that lives far away. I do it for all our friends. Now is a special offer. You can get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code BERT. That's right. Get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com. And enter the code BERT, that's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T, 
F-R-A-M-E.com. And the promo code's BERT. It's crazy to think that, like, like especially when you look at, like, college campuses today mm-hmm. and people protesting certain things, and you're like, you, you know what's going on in the world, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you well, know, they think, yeah, and do you know why that's going on in the world? Because <laughs> yeah. I can't, my throuple can't get married legally and federally. It's fucking insanity. Like, that's, <laughs> that to me makes me giggle when you look so at, like, funny. what was the one, what was the one evergreen state? Evergreen. That's that was the that was the hot one for that a while. Where everyone was getting kicked out. Yeah. And they were and they were chasing down the, the print, no uh, white people day. The, yeah, 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 yeah. And the one <laughs> yeah. guy showed up and they chased him down with rocks. The fucking professor. And you're like, and because sometimes I wonder. Like I remember that Paul, was his fucking villain moment for sure. Was was, was he goes? That's it. Was I'm that, starting a podcast. Who was the? I think it was Jordan. <laughs> was it Jordan Peterson? That's what happens. Then you start was a Jordan Peterson, the one at Evergreen? He was Canada. No, Jordan Peterson was Toronto. Jordan Peterson's an interesting guy. Yeah, no he white was, people day. Yeah, no white people way, day. I fucking love that. <laughs> I would love that. Make it a week. I'll take the whole fucking week off. Like I, 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 yeah, do it at work. It's at least do it at work, too. Yeah, you know what fuck, I mean? Yeah, make it all around the Let country. Let people at the plant have no work in White People Day. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be <laughs> some businesses that are going to make, it's going to be a wrinkle. <laughs> it's like if you did no, no, if you did no Indian Day, go to the fucking hospital. Good fucking luck. I want an Indian <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking doctor. That's all I trust. Indian or Asian. I do dude, not want to fucking. There was a dude. good three years where every month, there was like a professor getting embroiled into a scandal and then becoming like a podcaster and being becoming better at our jobs. <laughs> was, yeah, was that was that? I mean, Jordan Peterson was a perfect. He was the OG. Because well, there's a few others that he was so good at talking. Oh sure, he was so good at like. I'm always amazed that he goes. You know, he does a new speech every night. They say, or he says, is that I, true? I, yeah, he does a new speech every night. Never does the same speech twice. And he, but he's just a, his brain. Okay, well, I like think that. that that's one of the things where they're lectures almost, and he's given that he has probably thousands of lectures. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, Brett he Weinstein. Was, Brett Weinstein. That's the guy. Oh, I. I that's Brett yeah, Weinstein. But, yeah, I, I thought you knew that. I didn't. No, know no, no. Oh. That's I know that guy. Of he course, was on, yeah. He's on. Uh, he's got. He's uh, been on Rogan a bunch. Of course, a bunch. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that was. Yeah, yeah. He's a little nerdier. Peterson's a little more. He was on Lex Luthor. It was Lex Luthor. Peterson's, Lex Peterson's hot now. He's you know in the suits. Jordan Peterson really go to an he early picture. Up, go an yeah. early picture of Jordan. Dude, that Peterson. was the biggest makeover story of all time. He's like a sex symbol. He now. started eating fucking meat like a man. <laughs> yeah, only meat. Your your children need to be dangerous. <laughs> they need to be dangerous. Yeah, dude, he got sexy. Oh yeah, that's the that's the hey, I think I can play bass picture of Jordan Peterson. There was a lot. You have to admit, though, that there's probably, you know, like there's the, the kind of like public intellectuals that have worked out for. And I think Peterson was had like a, you know, he was probably like the most person on the pulse of what needed to be said at that moment. There was a. There but then was, there's how many other guys were like they took their shot of like got fired and like, you know, they didn't get on Rogan. They did like, you know, they did like a little a couple inner inner city circuits. Wait, can you go back? Is that Jordan Peterson? No, that guy a ventriloquist. Just, was Jordan I hope Peter so. a ventriloquist? Go to the puppet. Do you know what doll he has? Oh, that's his child. You never saw that's this? He has child. a he has the terrorist doll. <laughs> He's using he has Ahmed. It's Olivia Wilde. <laughs> He's the worst. He's He's doing he's doing like a Jeff Dunham thing right now. There was a moment where like we're like I like I 
I, I, I mean, I don't mean this. I don't mean this shitty, but like, I don't listen to a ton of Jordan Peterson. I just, it's, bet, it's way better for, I mean, a lot of it is like, get your life together. Yeah, and you're, I'm sure it there doesn't, is a none of it like, applies to me. Pretty successful, like millionaire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it, it's not something I'm going to draw, but there was a, a lot of those guys are really good for a 16 year old that needs to get his shit together. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, or a 25 year old needs to get his shit together. What's the difference? There's a serious question. You ready? Serious question. What's the difference between Jordan Peterson and the liver king? I would say uh, some hair plugs, less steroids. Less steroids. <laughs> I mean, they're all saying roughly the same thing. Like, I don't mean this, no shit towards, I don't no, mean I, to shit on Jordan Peterson. They're different. I think they're different messages for different people. But it's the same fucking message, really, kind of. They all say the same thing. Everyone's saying the same thing these days. And, I, and I've once you hear it once, then you're like, I think I got it. Like, I, I agree with a lot of what Jordan Peterson says about raising yeah. children is that, you know, like they, they, you only get a few moments with them when they're babies, but it does last forever. I mean, that's a little different that you, that I think, I think there, I think a lot of people are saying that men need to stand up and be men. I think that's awesome. I also wonder like who the fuck isn't that, I mean, who, what, what cuckolded boy is going to be able to hear that message and then turn it around. I, I don't know. Well, you know what it is? I, th I think that, yeah, it's like the right message at the right time that changes yeah. your brain pathways. And then once those pathways change, you're like, yeah. yeah, I got it. So I actually completely agree with that. But there is a, some of that, just everyone you're, you're like young and you're listening to everyone. And you're like, you remember, you ever remember being, I remember a point in your probably career where you're just like, Oh, those people don't know what they're talking about. Like you're probably listening to the wrong people. Uh, I can say their names and I'll say them off record. I had a moment where I realized these people I looked up to did not know what they were talking about and they were lying. Very they much. Were, even if they did, not for you, they didn't. Yeah. And and they were giving me, they were giving me advice based on their life experiences, which were nothing like my life experiences. And I literally had to, I had to go, oh wow. So what I started doing at that time, and you're gonna have to edit this name out too. And I Joe Rogan. No, <laughs> keep that name in. <laughs> and so, but I, I had I started looking at people going, I'm gonna witness them from what is it called? 3,000 feet above, and and find the things that I see I think they're fucking up doing. And I was like, I'll just witness that, and then I'm gonna write those down as a list of shit I never do. So, like one of the things I never did was try to fucking front and give a comic advice on how to get better at comedy or or like this is what you need to do i just never did that especially and with the material. people that are gonna be great that's like no they don't need that advice D definitely and the people that will take that do need that advice won't use it yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah and, and and i remember people telling me about like they were like that's everything they were like what the, you know I, no, I could name i could name a thousand fucking names of people that gave me advice that were serving themselves where they were like Hey, can you stop doing this? Because I don't know how to do that. And and I, I and you're making me look bad. I hate that's my one of my least favorite, but it very much is like it's bothering them that this is happening. Oh, uh, I'll say another name. By the way, these are all my friends. Every everyone I named are my friends. I, Everyone's I, I, advice yeah. is just how to be them. Yeah, like yeah, always, yeah. right? Uh edit this name out. Love the guy to death. Love him to fucking death. His advice has always been so fucking asininely self-centered that i've always been like i just you hear them and then you go all right now i got to run that through the algorithm of 
what they're trying to say. Well, it involves it like is that advice also requires you to like subscribe to a worldview that you don't. Yes. I'll tell you the only person and you can keep his name in the only person <laughs> whose advice has has ever like really the two people two people is advice that really meant something to me are, are Tom and Joe because like Tom and Tom's advice always is it sometimes will be skewed for Tom you know like you can see it's coming out of that that vehicle but in Joe's same way Joe's advice don't I mean I'm not talking like I don't listen to health advice from Joe because like Joe's on a fucking different path <laughs> like I'm not I you know but like when it comes to comedy and career their advice has been pretty fucking spot on selfless like selfless advice and those are the only two like I, i'll listen like I, I like if a comic gives me like advice on joke like louis told me he liked to joke and i was like well that joke's in my act for the rest of my life because then you're like yeah yeah fuck yeah but when it comes to like the business of like this is what you need to do dude they're fucking morons they don't but, know they don't know they don't know what you're optimizing for first of all yeah i've had that with it's almost like in a guy like I don't know him like crazy well, but a little bit and with Louis. And yeah. sometimes I feel like people that understand the world so good, it's like they don't even give you advice as much as sometimes they crystallize something that you've been working on. I remember something I've been thinking about a lot. And uh, Louis C.K., I was doing, I did this video and he was like, Yeah, that, he like was like positive on it. And he was like, I really like that. And he was like, Yeah, it was kind of when it came out, I was like, Yeah, we don't have to be mad about that anymore. And I was like, That's such like something I'd been like struggling about how to think because it's, <laughs> everyone else's advice would be like do more of that yeah whereas really that is the answer it's like you've been it's it is like an unfortunate pill to swallow but you like spend all this time kind of developing this theory and then you like almost nail a thing and then that's it you move on yeah and it's like that is the that's the real answer but every advice you would get would be like that's that's you now you're like always you know what i mean dude do you know how many people told me I mean, in all honesty, do you know how many people told me once I the machine went story went viral? But that's a different thing than like a, a like a point, like you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Machine thing. No, no, no. Yeah. But they they went. You need to stop telling that on stage. And they I would went, say the opposite. And I would go. And I would go. Yeah, they'd be like, "You're done with that now." And I'd be like, "Okay, but but I'm at the show." Yeah, but that's not a point. That's like a vibe. Yeah, and I and I, <laughs> I remember I remember Ari Shafir. By the way, these are all my friends, the ones, the names I'm leaving in and the ones I've talked that I've to edit out. I just do that because they're my friends and I respect them and I don't want them to be like, dude, what the fuck? Um, but like, I remember Ari telling me we did a show in Calgary and he was like, it was, you know, it was, we were doing the, the, the fest, the, the big rodeo up there. And then we were doing one show and he was like, don't tell the machine. And I was like, don't worry, I won't. And he goes, I know, good, don't tell it. And I said, I won't, it's a storytelling festival. So I went up, I told the story I told, it, got, it did well. Uh, I got off stage and they started booing and chanting the machine. And Ari went up and he could not write the boat. They would not let him speak. And they were yelling, the machine. And Ari was like, I, and this looked at me, he goes, I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. and he goes, Just come up and tell it. Yeah. And so I came up. They went crazy and they were like he didn't and, understand the phenomenon well it, it's, it's not even a phenomenon but it's just like it's like it's like you it's like yeah like B bill louis joe tom myself even like when i do an hour it's over but i got one thing that just kind of resonated and it's like it was a different thing and yeah. it's like it's a different thing and, and why not why when you're in, when you're up there why ignore what you feel for what another comic says 
Like, why take it, the advice of a comic that that you even that you respect when you go? But yeah, but you're not standing where I'm standing. It's the instincts. Like yeah. I, I remember Ralphie used to do uh, uh, encores, and everyone's like, "That's so cheap." But then, and and if you followed him, it was tough. Like when he did encores. Wait, he did encores when he wasn't last. He was. He did encores that's when he wasn't thing. last. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> Dude, if someone was like featuring for me, <laughs> I did, I can't believe it. He did encores when he wasn't last. I can't. That's that, crazy. Yeah, he would do encores at the store. He would do encores. I swear to God. I swear to God. And. <laughs> And I will tell you, you couldn't follow his encore. <laughs> yeah, encore is tough to follow. He was, especially when he's got the fireworks set up. I remember him coming off stage at the store, and I was about to go up, and I was like, "I was like, wait, you didn't say my name." He's like, "One second, player. <laughs> one second. Give me one second, player. All right, I'll be back in two. And he goes back, and he's like, "All right, you guys wanted more," and they go fucking nuts. I said, "You wanted more, man. I'm tired. These girls looking for big dick. You don't want big dick, ladies. You want baby dick. Come on, baby." And, and he would do encores. That's, and the shows. That's the show's over. Energy, though, for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, and then he'd be like, "All right, thank you. You are too nice. Good night, smash. They're making the me leave now. I don't want to leave. All right, I'm gonna bring your hands." Put your hands together for Buck Rice. All right, baby. And then he's like, good luck, motherfucker. And you would be like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're like, thanks. That's also, he's opening for you, like, recording a special. And by the way, anyone who knows Ralphie knows that he didn't say motherfucker. He dropped an <laughs> M-bomb in your ear. <laughs> he was the... He, he Wild. Was, he, was a, he was a monster. But you can't, you can't listen to anyone. Anyone... You, to, there's, never, yeah. There, yeah, there's those little things. Where I, I can picture, like, three points or something in my life where it's like I almost changed the way I like think of everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you are, you're like, I can, you know, I remember like Tim Ferriss, I'm sure you know. Yeah. It's not even like him specifically as much as like him, like James Aldrich, who I like really like. There's like the, the whole I know. How do I know James Aldrich? Hold on. Aldrichur. How do I know that guy? He did. He did. He did uh, what did he do? Well, he made a book called Choose Yourself and he's one of those guys. And he's like the man, but he's like, in, he, he owns Stand Up New York and he did the New York, his dead I know, comment. That's how I know. He's got one of the best jokes. He's got one of the best jokes. He's um, a man, dude. He goes, uh, "Is it Andrew Tate on?" <laughs> yeah, he goes, uh, "I just got my 24, 23 and me." Did you ever hear this joke? No. And he goes, "I'm ninety nine percent Ashkenazi Jew, and two percent or one percent sub Saharan Africa." Well, we know that wasn't a date. <laughs> That's good. It's a good joke. <laughs> He's I that I know that guy. He's the best. And those guys kind of all were, they were like, you know, Silicon Valley cowboy types. And they yeah. were all just, they were just describing to this whole new way of like, what if you just like everything that everyone thinks about, like how to build a business, how to live your life, you just like start it again. Yeah. And it really, I feel like the most thing that it changed my like opinion on was the way I was always like, you know, have you ever had a thing where you're dating someone or maybe it's with your wife where you're like, I'm going to, oh, and we'll hang out from like four to six. And they're like, what, you're slotting me in? And it's sort of, it like really bothers people. Yeah. And those guys spoke about that. Like, yeah, of course. Like, that's how you, that that's how you operate like a successful life. It's like, yeah. you need to do this. And it was very like, yeah. And they're like, yeah. And they're going to push back. People aren't going to like it. And this, and it was this whole one of those things where you're like, yeah, but I do that and people don't like it. And then being like, yeah, no one likes this, but this is what you have to yeah. do. And it kind of, that was like a shift of a, like the way that I look at like a lot of things. You're just like, yeah, a lot of these ways that you're going to have to do to live your life, people are going to hate it. Even though sometimes the way you think of like writing jokes, yeah. people are going to hate it. But 
like that's how you're going to have to do it and maybe you'll have to lie to people even but this is how you have to do it oh I, my wife hates to be like oh I, I, yeah i don't write yeah <laughs> I, I i completely am obsessed with stand-up that's all i think about is jokes all day long i cannot not think of a joke and she's like can't you just turn it off and i go mm -mm. like i don't i wouldn't want to turn it off would, would you think i'd want to think like you yeah i don't want to yeah, yeah. do you think i'd want to just sit in a hammock and stare at a tree i'm i'm my brain's way too active for that i yeah, can't so just... we're either getting plastered or i'm thinking <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I was saying to her the other day she was like maybe you shouldn't maybe you should just keep not drinking and i go i go yeah but i, I like the highs i get she goes yeah but you also get lows i said yeah but i'm willing to deal with them for the highs the highs sparkle the highs like fucking pop when there's no better feeling than the sun setting lighting a cigar fucking opening up opening up the fire, turning on the fire and sitting out back there and having a drink and feeling it hit you and then going like, I got to make a video, man. I should do a promo video for fucking the European tour. I got this, you know, like, uh, like. Get jazzed the, Yeah, yeah, get jazzed. The, my favorite thing ever is, and I don't get there anymore like I used to, but getting drunk, legit drunk on an airplane, listening to music and, and imagining the music video as you listen to the music. I used to love that more than anything. Getting so lost in songs where you go, this is the best song I've ever yeah. fucking heard. Uh, uh, the Doors, one, one morning. <laughs> Looking at some girl the other day and be like, she doesn't even know what I'm experiencing right oh, now. Dude, that stupid bitch doesn't the even. The Doors had, uh, I come home one night, I forget, I was, must have been in a different country. Uh, and, it, and it's The Doors, Soft Parade, is that the one? Is it? I'm is that Soft Parade? Isn't is the song right? It is the album? It's not the song. I I think it was a Soft Parade. Dude, I have a as few I of these. Slip where... into unconsciousness. I wanna have a little kiss. Is that the song? Oh, hold on. I must find oh yeah this is this song oh my god i just had the feeling of i want to drink i was drunk peanuts you want some peanuts <laughs> <laughs> listen bitch i'm in ecstasy right now i was drunk i came home from a plane flight and this was playing on our sonos around the house and i just randomly and i just was sitting in the kitchen and it connected to me but there's a great moment is that the, what's beautiful about this is it changes songs right now listen to this this part that part just kicked me in and i went oh shit and then i listened to the song 20 times in a row take your shirt off on the plane <laughs> here fast forward a little bit this part right here it's coming up what this this band is so fucking good I, oh my god i literally just thought to myself what a fucking like i don't think i'll ever make anything as good as and the worst Doors song. Sure. You ever think that way? I think that way a lot. 
you think that I think the music's just sexier and more polished, yeah. but I do I get I get uh that energetic about a few different things. But I also I know exactly what you're talking about. Where like you know what I've done that with before is uh leaving like the comedy cellar uh lately and maybe not lately, but like just like late night, have a six drinks and then walk yeah. home from the comedy cellar and oh. listen to something and just be like, that's pretty cool. That's oh, pretty cool. Dude. Like just looking at New York stuff and be like, you know, New York City. Like I get just hyped well, up. Yes. And there's no city like New York City where you get to uh-huh. where you get to go like, I oh, can I tell you the one thing I always think I, that every time I walk through New York City, I would look at buildings and go, they made that before computers. Like, yeah, that's the, a I fact. Would, <laughs> I would think that so much. Right. That I, that, and I've said that so often. Like when we were in Italy with my daughters, I kept going, he made that before computers. Like, they're like, your kids are like, yeah, they made me before computers. Yeah, Not that crazy. Yeah. Can you believe like you find some buildings that are just fucking two, 100 years old, 200 years old in Europe, and they're just perfect lines. And you go, how? Yeah, just a pencil and paper. I don't even know if they had paper. They didn't yeah. have good paper like we have. They didn't you know, have quadrille paper. You know what? That might be one of the the biases is because all the ones that they did bad are down and replaced. So it's uh, like, yeah. yeah, maybe you're like, yeah, and they were like shooting 70%. Right. <laughs> but like the 30% got taken down and you're only left with the ones that are, they nailed it. <laughs> they might have had like. Yeah, they, they, yeah they, you should have seen. It's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, the house beside it, sh- uh, like just fucking shrunk. Like, you that, know? Is, that is the guy who goes. When I was a kid, I didn't. We didn't wear seatbelts. <laughs> yeah. you know, like I remember Louis going, "Yeah, there was also a lot of dead kids. <laughs> yeah. They're not here to hear your shitty joke." Go, oh, I was paralyzed. Yeah, that's so fucking funny. Yeah, there are tons. That's it's funny like a, that my take is a bias that or whatever. I only look at the ones and go, "Oh, wow, they did this so brilliantly back then." And then there's tons that just yeah, fell. next door neighbor drowned in clay. Did you ever read the book <laughs> The Fountainhead? No, but I know. Uh, I think I read Atlas Shrugged, but not. The I never read Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Do you ever read the Dharma Bombs? No. Do you like the Fountainhead? Though? Uh, I have. That's never like read. OG never, libertarian never, text. Is it? Is that what it is? Yeah, I've never. That's read That's a it. perfect one. That like all the I, I know a lot of like Indian people that that was like their guy. Like I, I or girl, Ayn Rand was like really. Yeah, wait, I feel like that was a much bigger like influence in like the Eastern world than the Western world. I gotta read that book. Other than that's more of like a college campus. Yeah, like it's topic more like, here where I feel like there it was a little more of a that was there, you know, Ron Paul or whatever. what was what was industrial? It's she's all about industrialism, right? She's an objectivist. Objectivist. I'm sorry. Yeah. Obje- what's objectivism? Um, so I, from my, I'm gonna. I'm sure there's people that would correct me. No, no, like, no, no. Speak confidently. About okay. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, this is what it is. Not one thing less. <laughs> from my understanding, um, it's essentially that the idea that. I guess it's kind of like, you know, to some degree capitalism, but basically they'll say, you know, they'll say you're like, oh, you're being selfish by doing this. Yeah. I think her take is the idea that that's like how society comes to the best conclusions when everyone operates in their own self-interest. I'm an it's objectivist. Like, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good to good say. I'm an right? objectivist. <laughs> yeah. That's what my daughter was trying to say to me the other night at dinner. She said you're an objectivist? She was explaining that to me and I was like, I didn't understand it. I had said, I had said, let's, you know, I this is really nice. We're all at a really nice. We were in a really nice French restaurant, and I was like, um, "This is great." And I just want you to know that, like, everything we have right now I, is based on, you know, I, I you're give, welcome. I, I give a lot to this family to make sure that we can all be ca- comfortable. And Georgia was like, "No, 
And I was like, what? And she goes, let's never, let's never conflate the fact that you're doing this for you. You're not doing this for me. (laughs) She goes, I mean, I get, I'm a byproduct. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? She's like, you know, as Ayn Rand would say, me moving in my self-interest helped you out. Yeah. So you're welcome. I'm an objectivist. Shut the fuck up. But I think it's, yeah, the idea of like, it's it's the his it's own like happiness as more as his purpose of his life, his own. It's sort the, of like a political philosophy and like a like a like a life thing. So it's kind of like in between, I think. So the concept of a, of man as a heroic being with his own happiness as being the moral purpose of his life, with productive achievement as his noblest activity, and reason as his only absolute. So I cheated on every chick i was ever with before my wife never cheated on my wife and that's why the world's in you know unison right now yeah that's why you're like <laughs> i was an objectivist i literally but I, I really such honestly a good i really honestly believed it, this sounds so horrible but i'm the only one i can prove that feels i'm the one that i need to take care of so i and I know what I want. What I want is to fall in love and have a great family. And you might have known this was temporary Any, anyway. Anything anything before that is temporary. And anything that's temporary is I'm willing to disregard. Yeah, it's irrelevant. And I, it's irrelevant to me. It was, and I mean this self, I mean this like, it sounds horrible, but I remember going like, not that I was so callous because I just, I wasn't with that many chicks, but that I'd go like, leave a girl in a bar to go to another girl another bar but i remember thinking like if i meet someone that i fall in love with and more than you and you're not i'm not committed to you then i will leave you for her because that's and she's like maybe don't say this before sex yeah yeah (laughs) but that is the purpose of life yeah i think i mean i think that there is what like i just read there too the idea of like one of the definite, I can't, I don't even know how anyone could agree, disagree with this is like the purpose of life is having purpose, but to some degree, like, is there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if I necessarily, you know, how you think about happiness, but it's like, happiness is one thing, but it's like when you probably the most, the the least bad you feel is probably when you're the most purposeful. Like, yeah, yeah, that's probably, I even yeah. find that like, when I'm working on one thing as opposed to like five things or it's, you know, it's like when you're really like zoned in on a thing that you're like building and, you know, crap, I feel like that's for me the most when I'm like the most at peace or whatever you want to call it. Oh, when I, when I'm, when I'm going from the, when I'm going from the podcast studio to the kitchen to the car to go to a meeting, that's when I'm at my happiness, happiest because I don't, I'm not thinking you're about not thinking food, about I'm not thinking about alcohol, I'm not thinking about weed or pills or anything. I'm thinking about doing yeah like that energy of like what's when's this when's this okay let's go i i love that like tonight i have uh leanne's like uh our our friends turning 50 tonight so we have a a dinner party and she's like um party starts at seven party starts at six you can get there at five and i went no 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 i'm not wrapping up a podcast early i would rather go and then i have a car picking me up at eight to go to the airport i said I would rather, go, or maybe seven, I would go, I was like, I'd rather move from one to the other and be seamless and flowing so That's that a flow I, state. So that I, when I sit down in the airport or at whatever, that I go, this is the first moment of break I've had. 
as opposed to having like 15 in between. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'd rather line up my day top to bottom. I, Ari's in town today. Um, oh, really? Yeah, he's in town. He texted me last night and he was like, hey, maybe do you want to have a cigar or hang out, go for a hike with me? And I was like, in my head, I was like, can I squeeze one more in? <laughs> I, I literally was like, well, hold on. What if I move Ryan up by an hour? And I was like, well, I think, and then, and then I hit up Pete and he was like, he was like, oh no, we have reads in between then. And so I was like, and I hit Ari up. I was like, yo, I started eight in the morning and I don't end it until 11 o'clock, you know, at night. And then we get on the red eye. So I like, I don't have time. And he was like, for real? He was like, you're working too hard. And I felt like going, oh no, I'm, I'm working just right. Like, yeah, you're like, that was a good day. Yeah, that's where well, you feel productive. You worked out, you burn calories. You're so busy, you're not and eating. If, and if you feel like it's the right thing. I feel like if you're working too hard and it's like in the wrong direction, that's when you're really like, what are we doing here? And, and it's and I'm sober right now. So I, part of me goes, when you're sober, dude, then what are you going to do? <laughs> right. Like, honestly. Yeah, like, what else are we doing? Like, look, if I was drinking or not, if I was drinking tonight, I would have had a drink already on this podcast. Without yeah. a doubt, I would have had a drink with yeah, you. Yeah, I could have cranked Without a, a fucking doubt. <laughs> without a fucking doubt. But um and i and i would have just drank the whole night and then drank into tomorrow and then i would have been hung over tomorrow but i would just wake up i don't know i don't know how i did it when i drank like i'm looking back now going like how did i get through the days like because i'm i just push it when i'm sober i'm like line it up fucking crack yeah. it up. i had a day the other day that started at five in the morning and i was like Frog. and but i love that energy i think I'm, i might have to read this book <laughs> yeah that's you know that the there is always something that i always think about because like a lot of people i know are into like stoicism stuff what, what's stoicism stoicism is essentially do you know like a ryan holiday he's around he's the I guy who ryan kind holiday. of like why i know about How it do I he's know always ryan on holiday? the podcast circuit yeah but it was so <laughs> i think a lot of the silicon valley guys are into it but essentially it is um you know kind of the idea that like you know, very nothing affects you kind of thing. Right. And I think there is probably like super, a lot of benefits in stoicism, but the funny part about stoicism, which I'm saying, it's like, I've always said all of my friends that are into stoicism are the people that never needed it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's all the, always my friends that aren't emotionally unstable. Like, yeah. yeah, chicks didn't really affect them that much. They, they, they're able to like withstand highs and lows. I mean, I'm probably might be like that a little oh. bit. Right. So then, and then they're all like in a stoicism. It's like, you're the, like, it's always the people who get the, the medicine. They're the ones that never needed it in the yeah. first place. You know, I'm, I'm not a stoic. No. Pete, you met Peter? <laughs> Peter is a Pete stoic. Peter, I think you're a stoic. The endurance of pain or hardship without the display of feeling and without complaint. Basically, like if you had a family member die, you'd be like, yeah, why would I be sad? People die. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Peter's had a, a, yeah, Peter's had a lot of loss in his life. And he just, get, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Were you stoic about it? Yeah. Peter is not, he does not get moved. Like someone calls you and says, I'm so sorry. And you go, for what? That's how the world works. Like, well, he's never been in love. Really? <laughs> well, since we found out that you've never been in love. But he just. Well, love's you, not real, so. <clears throat> yeah. Pete, do you feel like, do you feel like. Stoic. To go back to. Yeah, he's hardcore Birds stoic. objective. Go back to. I'm an objectivist. Go back to objective of objectivism. Do you feel like. I'm a Satanist. The concept of man as a hero, as a heroic being with his own happiness as the moral purpose of his life, with productive achievement as his noblest activity and reason as his only absolute. 
I, thank you. I'm a hardcore objectivist. <clears throat> but that's so funny. My daughter called me this, and I was like, she was reading like she must Ayn Rand, be reading Ayn Rand, and was like, oh, you're you're Peter Keating or whatever. Uh -huh. I must I must be the whatever the whatever the fucking guy. She must have been reading this book and been like, that's my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's about that's you. That's my dad. And and then threw it at me at dinner when I when I tried to be. And this, she threw it at you like an insult. Uh, no. Oh, like, it was just like okay. reason. Like right. like she was like, hold on. Like it was funny because I feel like college college kid like girls yeah. don't like objectivists. I think. I don't think so. <laughs> and they probably don't like Stoics, although that's who they end up dating is Stoics because Stoics get all the pussy. <laughs> She was like, I was saying something to the fact of like, you know, this really, and then she was saying, Dad, when you do an arena, you're not doing that for us. I was like, Yeah, I am. She was like, Oh no, you're doing that for you. Like, all this is about you. Like, you don't, you didn't do a movie. You didn't move to Serbia. Yeah, for but at four the same, months. okay. Let me. If can I be your lawyer in this corner? Please. If I was, if I was like on, you know, if like even if you wanted to call it sophistry, but if I was on your side, I'd be like, I mean. There's a big package going on here because if I was not doing any of this for you, I would be, you know, like living a bachelor life and fucking supermodels. Like, yeah, you know like, what I mean? I got to do something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be go, no, if I wasn't doing it for you, um, but then I guess you'd still be doing the same thing. But you go, there's, I mean, I could literally cash this thing out, just do my podcast and be like, like my life could be a lot different. So I know dads who don't work. I know yeah. dads who don't work and they're just like, yeah, I'm waiting for the. Well, it's all related because you're probably more focused because you have like the structure of a family in some way, you know. So, I'm definitely more focused because I have Leanne. Like I'm yeah. more dialed in. But it's it is it is kind of it is kind of insane that I, I I started realizing it and it made me appreciate things a little bit more because I was like, go ahead. Yeah, you can say I, I'm just still pitching you. No, please, okay, please, okay. please, please, please. <laughs> you go okay. I didn't, uh, you know, I, I maybe didn't do the two make the money for you, but like. When I spent it, that was pretty objectively for you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. go all that. Yeah, okay. But the trip, the fact that we, you, I had to make <laughs> money somehow to pay for college. That's like the. I mean, exactly. It's like you could say that about anything. It's like, well, why does anyone do anything? You could say that when people do charity too. You could be like, well, that makes you feel good to do it. It's like the girl. So what? You buy your girlfriend a handbag, and she goes, "Well, you liked buying me that." I go, "Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not how we're." Yeah, yeah, that's not how this is shaking. Well, that's, that is the weird thing. It's like Segura only gives presents because he. But likes you like giving me head, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess blowjobs the only time you're not an objectivist because you're like this is not for me. Like I go down on my wife and I love it, and that is with my thing. I like it. Well, there you go. So like I don't really do anything. So anything, yeah. I don't do anything for anyone else. Like I, I clean. But I mean, you want to? That's the whole. I think the whole probably thing is that you want to set up your life, especially you know moving into your 30s that yeah. you kind of have a life where you go yeah i'm doing i'm not i've weeded out the things that i like hate doing and feel like this has no point yeah so you're like yeah you go they're like oh you do all the things for you you go yeah because i designed my life properly yeah. in a way that it helps me and the ones around me <laughs> the real stoics are the real are objectivists are feminists well i would say the old school ones but the new school ones the idea is more that you need to, even though this doesn't make sense for you, you should be like, you know, helping this other person or whatever, even though it would not help oh, you. Yeah, so I think, that, yeah, the new school. Ones. I think that they would be like, those would be kind of almost the opposite. I would be, I would argue, 
today I did something that I put it on Instagram, but I I, I got stuck like why would in the stepping thought. down from like a, a role or something to give it to someone else. Why would that help you? And you go, well, well, it, hold on. That's the good point. So they don't step down quietly. Oh, you make a, oh, it helps you because you make a big hoofla. They're only doing it to help <laughs> themselves. Like, well, like, so like Charlotte Johansson, right? Yeah. She had the role of a transgendered woman. Okay. Right? Tra- Scarlett Johansson played a transgender woman, but she was actually not trans. She's definitely And not. she stepped down and said, let's real trans person just say that. No, she didn't step down. I mean, okay. she did step down, but she she reluctantly stepped down. But She's she got stepped down. But what, but what, so the, what, what was the, the LBGTQ community LBGT, I guess the Q's weren't in. She this. quits roles because she didn't want to, you know, you could be a part of the heat. She she was gonna play a, a transgendered character. So here's the crazy part about that. And, and, and maybe it's a little in the weeds, right? So she should only get in trouble. It's called Rub and Tug. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> making your statement for politics where you go listen i've been thinking about it and you Wait, know this what is, is what was the story what was the story <laughs> of rubbing tug what does it say <laughs> text jo- grill johansson one of hollywood's biggest stars had agreed to take a role in rub and tug as dante a real life american crime kingpin who used his massage parlor as a front for prostitution in the 70s and 80s no born a woman but identified as a man Okay, so you definitely need so okay, so they wanted hold on. This is where it gets a little confusing, and I apologize if I'm legit offending anybody. So I'm and I'm just doing the math on this. So you actually need you to you stay, need a dick to be tugged. No, 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 no. To be <laughs> to play Dante, to play Tex, you need to be born a woman, yeah. but identify as a man. So if you hire, they want they wanted an actual transgendered man m- no yes yes man they wanted an actual transgendered man to play this role yeah oh god damn it this is so confusing as opposed to just a girl so then what would be the objective thing to do if if you're scarlett johansson and you're an objectivist when you see yeah i think if if you well yeah probably depends how far back you go i think if you were paying attention to this stuff you might be like hey we're doing this lgbt thing you go don't touch that with a 10-foot pole it's gonna be fucking like it's gonna be everyone yelling at you it's like there's not worth it you know what i mean don't get involved with those projects you can only do it wrong these projects have kind of have kind of shut down i mean it's stay away from that stay away from anything (laughs) like that i mean if you're a fucking if you're a legit actor and you can act what just be a superhero like what the f- <laughs> superheroes yeah the yeah fuck you Jared doing? Leto won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club yeah but that was like he played a gay, well, he played a gay guy right no he played <laughs> the a buzzer. transgender buzzer. he played a transgender female female oh, hold on he yeah, played yes. a transgendered yeah. female no it was sort wasn't that sort of on the fence no you're right he was but also Bert's right it was pretty on the buzzer <laughs> yeah Matthew McConaughey played a gay dude in that yeah right no he played no Matthew McConaughey was the guy selling the drugs. I yeah, think. but he had AIDS. Hmm. In the deck, and was he the? the did he Leto? have the? Yeah, yeah he you're great. right. Yeah, he looked okay too. He did a pretty good job. He looks like it. a hot Latino woman. 
But yeah, I think that if you're removing your self-interest, yeah, I know what you're saying. The original point you're making is she's doing that for the self-interest of herself. But well, it's, it's self-preservation at that point. Yeah. I mean, it's it gets self-preservation. So yeah. I, I forgot we were arguing the the whole thing with objectivism. But it's that's so, that, that goes so back tricky. to the original thing you're sort of saying. You're right. It is getting a little murky in this convo. But like the idea of. I think that's the thing is like, is any act really selfless? Right. And I think that's like the original, the point that a million no, people uh, me going on stage is not selfless, even though I'm, I don't want to go. Even like lending a friend money isn't self. Like there's nothing that's truly, I mean, it just depends on how you look at it, but you go, Hey, if, if what, what, it doesn't matter. Like that, that doesn't matter if it wasn't like, and then I wouldn't have done it if I didn't like out of giving your life for someone is selfless. Right. You're right. That's probably the only, oh, but still, no, because maybe you're kind of like, they're going to remember me. Like you're kind of, I've always thought that's how I'll go out is giving my life for like a, a truck full of kids. But yeah, all that matters is if <laughs> a truck full, <laughs> you know, that's so funny. Like it comes through, like a pickup truck comes with three kids and there's, and you're like, Hmm, is this enough? And you're like, <laughs> you didn't save the kids. You're like, kind of was thinking of by I'd die for a truck. By the way, after I just told you of not standing up for kids? a for an indigenous black person at a Rite Aid. <laughs> now you're, yeah, but if it was a truck full of kids, that's <laughs> 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 no truck full of kids. Put it that way. <laughs> that would be a great game show. It's called <laughs> selflessness. Yeah, and you just put people in selfless in moments where they can be selfless, uh -huh. and you see if they're selfish or selfless. It's candid camera for ego. It is oh, it's a hidden camera. It's hidden camera, yeah. but in moments where you find out what people are made of, just ruining people's lives. Oh, I guess it is ruining people's lives. <laughs> Shit, I want to do a show called <laughs> "I Love You More Than You Love Me," and it's okay. me versus my wife, and it's just finding out, like finding out. You think it's a game show, but what would be in, the things? I don't know. I, I I haven't figured that out, but I think it would be a great show if you could get like who has to cancel. Yeah, like yeah, like we're like who has to cancel their event, for example. Like I love you more than you love me. Like I think I, my wife always goes, "I love you way more." You have no idea what I do for you, but I go, "No, I actually love you more." Like I want to have sex more, and she goes, "That's not what love is." And I go, "But you don't want to have sex as much as I do, so I love you more." And so I want to find, I want to quantify. I want to quantify it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and have like a scoreboard. Every time she doesn't want to have sex, you go, oh, interesting. I Pop wanna, one up. <laughs> can I tell you the best? The best. Manzi, do you remember this show we came up with in the car called uh, uh, called What Number Can You Fuck? <laughs> Is that low? So, uh, so you ready scale. for this? You ready for this? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay. Let's go. Ryan, you're our first contestant. Okay. okay? I go, uh, and now we take you into um, Man's Chinese Theater. Right? Okay. So uh, I think it's called TLC Chinese Theater now. But I've been filled, there. I just filmed there recently. It's a huge theater filled with women, all with women. Ladies, I would like you to meet Ryan Long. Ryan is a comedian from New York. He was born in Toronto. He has a new special that's on uh, YouTube. You can listen to his podcast. Uh Real ladies. quick, real quick, Ryan, tell them something about yourself. And so you tell are them. Are they all Chinese ladies? No, they're, no I'm not. asking that off the record. <laughs> no, no <laughs> it is a it is a swath of America. Okay? A lot of different people. And so, yeah, all different ethnicities, sizes, you name it. So, okay, ladies, I'm gonna want those two fat ones. You're gonna be no, no, no. Give, don't even worry about oh, that. I, don't even worry about I, that. I was just gonna tell them something. Right. Nope, I was don't worry Rod about it. Tell, a few tell them something about yourself. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, nice to meet you guys. 
Uh, can't wait to, you know, later on see what happens uh, for which one of you guys is going to end up with me sucking the horn. Um, comedian. I actually filmed at this exact building, so it's not my first time here. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what you guys have to offer me and look forward to making my pick. Awesome. Well, first, ladies, you all have a, uh, a, a little iPad next to you with the numbers one through 10. I would like you, based on what you saw, what you th well, see. This one actually has an iPad. Just so real, okay, we're not kicking real quick, score Ryan on a score of one to 10. And so then you go, and then they go, all right, Ryan, collectively, collectively we've averaged all the numbers in all right you are a seven okay okay now ladies what you don't know is ryan has scored all of you <laughs> so take a look at your ipad now and that is your number and you go all right can everyone one through six please stand up and leave the room Ryan, now we've got a bunch of seven, eights, nines, and tens. We're going to wipe out the set, the eights and the nines and give you with tens and sevens. Okay. And so you're a seven. You deserve a seven. Yeah. But you can upgrade for a 10. How it's, do I upgrade? How do well, you upgrade? We well, we take you guys out on. So then. Should be like all, the one ten or the two sevens. <laughs> no. All the sevens that thought you were a 10. Go to the fucking top of the of list. Of course. Right? Yeah, so right, anyone who on. scored you higher, anyone who scored uh -huh. you lower, they're out. Right? Yeah. So if there's a seven in there that was like, oh, I thought he was a fucking uh -huh. six. All they're out. And you just whittle it. And then you go, all right, all the tens that thought he was a 10. And then they, t and then you pull them all apart. And then you get down to like fucking six women. And you're like, all right, Ryan, you don't know what you scored them as. They don't know what they scored I do you know as. what I scored them oh, as. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. you probably do. Yeah. And so then you go, all right. You can go to uh, Subway and have a foot-long sandwich on us with any of your 10s, or we'll send you to Mallorca with any of your 7s. Who are you picking to go with? And then you get to look at the women and size them up and be like, ooh. Who's DTF? And then the whole point is, do you try to go with your outkicked coverage, the 10s that you may lose to another guy. If they're objectivists, they're definitely going to yeah. sleep with someone else if they and want And also, it. there is a factor. This is a game show thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're right. I think that if you at depends on your goals. If you came to this for, like, exposure or whatever, you know, you got to try to take your shot with the 10. Yeah. If you're, like, would like to smash today, for sure you're going for the 7. Yeah. That's a big, be then, a big treat for her. And then they bring on, <laughs> and then they bring on, your best friend and you go all right pig hunter we've got a bunch of threes that ryan picked for you which one are you going with you're going with him you're his best friend you're the pig hunter yeah yeah that's the trick it's yeah. the pig hunter. yeah yeah you come out the wingman of the millennium i did a show I'm i love the idea of the i'll tell you one of the oh, best yeah, yeah, shows that never happened okay this so, is a pitch you had no no as a pilot i shot oh. a pilot i shot and it got fucked up it got fucked up because uh, whatever. It got fucked up for many reasons. So the pilot, Louis Anderson and I came up with the concept. Love it already. You well, and Louis Anderson. It was it. So we went into a room and we had normal. We had a a soft pitch of what the show was going to be, and then in the room, Louis and I changed it. We went, hold on, this is the pitch. One guy goes out with. 24 girls in 24 hours that was the original show an hour a day an hour a day so he's got to pull an all-nighter and go out every hour it switches and he's got to go out with a new girl 
I was the host, and halfway through the host, they were halfway through the sh- the pitch. I Louis and I were like, "What if, as the host, I was his wingman?" Meaning, he goes out to a restaurant, and I'm the waiter. He goes to surf lessons. I'm the surf instructor. You're always trying to hook him up, and, and I just make this guy look amazing. And we get girls way out of his league, but I just make him look amazing. Like during the during the uh, I was I was a waiter at Saddle Ranch, and I came up, and I was a little offensive, and he shut me down. And he was like, "Hey, man, I don't stand for that." Yeah, yeah, you're on the, the games. And the, and the girl's like, "Wow, that was cool." And he, she was like, he, "She's like, we're on television." And he was like, "I don't give a shit." No one talks like that. No, that's not cool. And then I ended up choking, and he gave me the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. And he was like, he looked like a fucking hero. It's called the Wingman. It's called the Wingman, and it yeah. was such a great <laughs> pilot that never went anywhere. Oh, that's great. It was great. And we, you so must like, be sitting on all these weird little pilots. I, I have done so many pilots. The best pilot I ever did was with Segura. Segura executive produced it. I wouldn't say exactly. Segura, in typical Tom fashion, came in and took over the pilot. He walked in, and he's just not. Tom doesn't play well with others. I think that's the name of his book. He does not play well with others. So you either do what he does, or you don't do anything. And if you don't like, he does his thing. So he came in as my as my assistant writer. I was the the lead of the show. He was the assistant writer, and real quick took over the fired whole everyone. Fired everyone, even the executive You're producers. Like, hey, I don't think you have that power. He's he like fired, gone. He fired everyone, became the head writer and executive producer of the show in a matter of days. In a matter of days, he's like no one knows what they're doing. I'm going to fix this. And we it was called Drunk Bus, and we would pick people up at a bar. We'd get a group. We'd give them a breathalyzer, whatever they blew into the breathalyzer. We'd take that and add two zeros to it. So if they blew like a point four. We give them four hundred dollars. That was their bank going into it, and then see they already won four hundred dollars for not drinking and driving. And then we would play games with them. It was called Buzzed. I don't know if you can find this anywhere. Um, oh no way! That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, put the headsets on. This is the. This is the fucking. This. This is it. Oh, such a great fucking pilot. You gotta hit volume. In the birth of my second child. <laughs> Have you guys been drinking? Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to get the bus with me? Absolutely. We win money. You guys can walk away with like a six hundred bucks. Yeah. I've got a tricked out bus, a driver, and a pocket full of cash. That's my boy. Isn't that crazy? For not driving drunk. All you've got to do, play the game. You think it's higher pitch there? Yeah. Wait. I, I don't want to point this out, but we are on TV and. No one's wearing lipsticks. Uh oh. Carrie, if you can apply one of my favorite things, dark red lipstick, to Lindsay, I'll give you fifty dollars. She had to do it in her boobs. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she has to do it in her boobs. Can we just change the challenge? That's quick? me talking to Tom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, in your boobs. In your boobs. Because we've done this before. Okay. Here, hold on. Let me put on the safety goggles. <laughs> I got so All right. That's but that. So that was that was basically Tom wrote the most in- offensive game show jokes and the most offensive show and it was and there was no rules and and literally one of the f- the first things we just get these girls in and I I have a headset in and I was like if you and she was supposed to do it with her feet and and because she get it all over her face she was with my tits 
And I hear Tom in my ear go, yes, yes, with her tits, with her tits, with her tits. And then I was like, can we, can we change it? And he was like, change it. Give him fucking money. Put her tits out on this camera. Yes, yes, tits, tits, tits. He had a, he had a, he had a, a bit called Lick It or Stick It where we put up a Hollywood celebrity and you had to guess if they were a lesbian or straight. Uh-huh. Lick it or stick it. And one of the ones was Jamie Lee Curtis. And the guy's like, and I go, look at her, lick stick it. it. And, stick and, it and, Tom, so and Tom's whole thing was, she, Tom thought she was born with both genitalia. And he was like, she's born with both, he's in my ear. She's born with both genitalia. She's born with both genitalia. And I put it up and I go, look at her, stick it. And he goes, it's both, he's in my ear. It's both, it's both. And the guy goes, stick it. My dad had sex with her. And Tom goes, hold on. Find out if she's a hermaphrodite. And I go, I go, wait, I thought she had both genitalia. And he goes, no, but. Would my dad tell me he fucked a dude? Probably not. And Tom ah. goes, Tom goes, a thousand bucks to call his dad. And I go, a thousand dollars to call your dad. And he goes, Dad, did you have sex with Jamie Lee Curtis? And he goes, affirmative. And it's like 12 affirmative. at night. Affirmative. And he goes, does she have a penis? And he goes, negative. And he clicks. I go, a thousand. It was the funnest <laughs> fucking show. Yo, that's so crappy that that didn't make it. Uh, they couldn't get sell ad sales to it because of the alcohol. Too wild. Too wild. Oh, yeah. because of the alcohol. Too much alcohol. And too much, everyone was fucking hammered. We played a game called... Uh, this is crazy because you're like, how do you not know that before we made the pilot? Like, yeah, we played a game called Mexican or Not a Mexican, and we only played with Mexicans. <laughs> all, the, all these shows, like... And it was... it was fu- The fucking think show Think they'd was, make that now? <laughs> no. no. Lick it or stick it. Lick it or stick it. All right, we've done two hours. We Rotter should probably hole. wrap this up. So the, you, special Lick on YouTube. Lick it or stick it, I love it. Uh, White Immigrant, YouTube.com slash Ryan Long Comedy. New video every Monday. I do sketches and street interviews. The Boys cast with Ryan Long. I'm going to be in Austin next weekend. I don't know oh, when this real? comes out. But yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm going to be uh, I'm doing uh, Creek and Cave weekend. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I got a bunch you, of Next weekend? Yep. I'm there. Are you there? Yeah, yeah I was going to maybe drop by uh, potentially. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Tornado. That's in November. Okay. I'm there November 1st. Yeah, this is, what's this, October? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, no, yeah. it makes sense. No, 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 not this week. Like, yeah, the the you're there the 1st? November 1st. Next, this weekend's the 28th, 29th. Next weekend is the 4th, 5th. I'm I'm in I'm in Laguna on the 4th and 5th. Okay, you're there for yeah. the week. I'm there for the, the weekdays. Gotcha. Do two bears, one cave. And, uh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys, live, that's weird. I forget you live in different places, so you fly there every time. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? That is kind of crazy. Asshole. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Yeah. There's a lot of people in LA doing that. Like, yeah, yeah doing. Theo flies back and forth. It's just Steve Burma said yesterday. It's insane that. Yeah, that's wild. Why but... don't we just all live in the same fucking place? Yeah, fuck. fucking Rogan fucked everyone. Yeah, if he hadn't moved, no one would have fucking moved. I went there. It was like, it is pretty sick, but I cannot understand like all the other comics. They're like, everyone's like, Austin's awesome spot. You're like, yeah, I mean, if you're one of Joe Rogan's four friends, <laughs> yeah. for all those other people, it ain't so great. I mean, I can't imagine. He's pretty, he's, he's. I had like, a blast when I was there, dude. I, yeah. I did like Kill Tony and went out with all those guys and Ron White. And Tony had this like cool, like jazz bar where his band plays at. And like, it oh, was really? just the best. It was like super fun. Like oh, three cool. days that I spent there. Yeah. yeah. Austin's pretty fun. I mean, I have fun there. I feel like it's a second home. I'm there so much, but I only live in like one square mile. Really? I go to the Vulcan or like whatever the fucking six mile square. The totally. Vulcan, some sushi place. Yeah, what Rogan's else? Rogan's podcast, doing? Tom's podcast, Tom's house. That's it. I went to I a soccer game once. That's it. But yeah, that's exactly how I felt when I was there. I was like, this is probably not permanent, but it was um, a little spot. But that's I got it. Yeah, Austin. I then. would love to have you back on the podcast when I'm drinking. Yeah, dude. I would love we to have rock a cocktail out. with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. bummed we couldn't drink. And thank you. I'm sorry the last time I was in 
I had emergency oral surgery. Oh, dude, I'm fucking, of course, that should happen. Which ended yeah. well, because they were supposed to rip out all my teeth and break my jaw. Every time you come to LA, you got to do like a couple things. So it's not, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. This is the world. But. Dude. And then also, you know, let me say one more thing. If, uh, if people are in, because I am doing a Toronto show where I'm doing like, you know, like 2,000 seats or whatever. So if you're in Toronto, come out to that. And then Detroit, where, What's the name of it? I'm doing Paradise Theater, but I'm doing like a bunch of them. Really? Yeah. What is? I might uh, film it too. I would definitely film it. It seems it's like I'm in. I literally can't see. Anything. I was on a tour for the last month and a half to the point where like my brain was like frying. Like I was doing like one nighters, like two shows a night kind of thing. But now I'm I'm just gonna do like some weekends for. The Wait, when are you in uh, Toronto? I'm on Toronto December 9th. I'm there. The you're there the ninth. Yeah. I'm there the sixteenth, seventeenth. Um, maybe it might be longer though. Probably like I'm in Anchorage 15th. then. What are you doing? Where's Anchorage? I'm doing uh the Alaskan Airlines Arena. Really? Yeah, doing Where two shows. Anchorage? One on sixteenth and one Alaska. Oh, right above the Yukon. Alaska. Right above the Yukon. That was the thing I was talking about. People do it. Full circle. Arena. Baby. They gotta fly people in just to fill that place. No, no, no. There's a good there's the arenas aren't the same size as That'd the arenas be here. So cool, dude. Yeah. Should Alaska be fun. We'll see. Arena. Yeah, that's badass. It's like a I think it's a hockey arena. Hockeys are smaller arenas. They are, yeah, and the way they're like set up pretty good to do comedy, like because you do a third of it. Yeah, you yeah. know what? It's it is a hockey arena, but it's probably also not an NHL. But I, oh, yeah, I know yeah, for a fact yeah. it's not an NHL arena. No. So it'd be essentially like a junior hockey arena. But it'll like, be fun. That'd be those awesome. those that's are actually a really good size. Those are like I've never done. I mean, I've done the bigger arenas like P, PD Paint or whatever PDH Paint, but like those are like legit fun. Five thousand, ten thousand people. Those are the fun ones. The best. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that would be so cool. Um, I appreciate you doing this, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you're the you best. so much. Yeah, so great. Uh, everyone, check out his special. Uh, check out the podcast. But more importantly, follow him on Instagram. You're a great follow, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.